0: Fresh and exciting. Somebody with a sock personality that will sweep people right off their
1: feet. Where is he? What is he up to? What other terrors can he
2: unleash at will? Calling
3: your genial host,
4: renowned writer, art collector, and teller of strange tales. What fiendish power did he possess? Where did he come from? Who is this man?
5: Me. What we done with this? It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Forty Band Radio Network for a Wednesday talk radio, the, the way our founders intended. America, where the intelligence community interfered with the 2016 and the 2020, and the Biden administration is actively interfering with the 2024. Obama had a hand in all of it. I don't know about you, but if this keeps up, I might just lose faith in our institutions. Day. 1100 and 26. Hit with the Eric in America. Say hello to EZ. What's up? Good afternoon and putting the heat in Heather. Hello. Double H is here. Dark History Hour 3 as usual. Uh, John Jensen final hour of the program. Your famous remarks uh, in between. The House impeached by Mayorkas. I'll read from the statement. From his first day in office, Secretary Mayorkas has willfully and consistently refused to comply with federal immigration laws fueling the worst border catastrophe in American history. He has undermined public trust through multiple false statements to Congress, obstructed lawful oversight of the Department of Homeland Security, uh, Security, and violated his oath of office. Since this secretary refuses to do the job that the Senate confirmed him to do, the House... Must act. History will not look kindly on. Uh, though that's the the president's response. Um, I mean, it's plain to see. We know this. My point being, we currently there are cities and states in in deeply desperate for federal help and aid to the point they're begging people that live in these places to take some migrants into your slash slash into your house. There is a crime wave uh, that is bound to get worse. And there's no place to put anybody. Democrats want this for whatever reason. I don't know the reason, but they want it. It's clear as a bell. And maybe it hasn't affected you. Maybe you live in a nice neighborhood and you're, you have a, uh, uh, you know, you're a, a gated community or uh, you live in, uh, you know, you're not affected. You will be eventually, I believe. But you see it happening. I mean, maybe you don't, depending on what, you know, by the way, the, the news is all fake anyway. But you see it happening all around you if you pay attention. They want it. They want more, they want more. They'd love to get but ten million illegals into this country by <clears throat> the election. They want it, and if you voted for them, you are responsible for it. Chuck Schumer, Chuck Schumer. I mean, New York is his state. <clears throat> that's that's his. He represents the people of New York, and and. It's happening all all the way around, and yet he doesn't want to do anything about it. He's already insinuated that this impeachment of Mayorkas is dead on arrival. They're not even willing to consider it. And at the same time, we've got law enforcement and immigration people that say, A, it's going to get worse. The people that are coming here from Venezuela, particularly they're emptying prisons out. Uh there's a the MS13 tied gang, Al- Alagra, whatever it's called. <clears throat> They've joined forces uh for a giant mafia style uh crime family in New York City, snatching and grabbing. Um by the way, the, the one of the migrants accused Times Square attack on cops has been arrested again this time for robbing a Macy's.
6: And they believe that might be the second time he's robbed that Macy's as well.
5: Yeah. This is what we, I mean, most people, uh, uh, look, I'm, you know, just a, a, a dumb radio guy. And I could see the tea leaves there that dumping and bringing in and allowing into this country millions and millions and millions and millions of illegal, undocumented people who we know nothing about was going to end up in crime. And they knew it, too. Nobody in the right mind Thinks that adding uh, whatever it is now, let's call it uh, 8 million. Adding 8 million illegal aliens flooded into a country within three years would bring doom and gloom and horror and terror and crime and pain to America's cities. Democrats want that. Keep that in mind. Maybe you're a Democrat and you don't want it, but the people you put in office want it. They desire this. They will not consider a solution. This is exactly what they want. But you go ahead. Schumer's your guy. Mayorkas is doing an outstanding job. The border is secure. Your administration told you just the other day, You are, uh, You are. just. You, they're just here to find a better life. And this is who we are as a country. Tell that to the 62-year-old lady that was drugged through the streets into a pole while they tried to snatch her purse. This is who we are. That's probably what the ambulance people said when they showed their Ma'am, your neck seems to be broken, but hey, it's, just, it's who we are, you know. What are you going to do?
6: Oh, also, that lady looks cold over there. It's a migrant. Let me just drive over there first. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> Check that, on
5: that, her. The poor migrant has a limp. I'll be right back. Here's a uh, former FBI official telling us what's going on here.
2: We're in big trouble here. I mean, the, these are two of the most dangerous gangs on the planet. They are prison-spawn gangs. They they come out of the muck and the slime of these South American prisons, which are their stronghold. They are on the lowest rung of the evolutionary ladder when it comes to organized crime. That means they're all strictly street crime, which is dangerous. They bring with them just mindless, knuckle dragging violence. They kill with knives and machetes. MS 13 is well established. They're going to be the more dominant of the two gangs. They've been here for quite a while. And as you say, Dana, we knocked them down in the uh, late 2000s with, a, with a, just an international effort. But now, they're coming back in, and they're reestablishing themselves, and that bodes ill for law enforcement across the country. We're going to be living with this crime wave for decades, and I believe that Venezuela is emptying their prisons deliberately and sending these people up here, just like Castro did in the 80s. Decades. You hear that? Decades.
5: Um, New York's sheriff, by the way, an elected Democrat sheriff in Clinton County, New York, David Favreau, Said, so look, from the law, because now they're coming across what we talked about yesterday. They can afford a $350 one-way ticket from Mexico City to, to Montreal. Uh, then they just make their way down, pay a little bit more to some, some uh, smugglers up there. <clears throat> he said, from a law enforcement perspective, we know that if Congress t- were today to totally close the border and stop all migration into our country, it would take a couple to six years to get back on our feet. And that's a very optim- optimistic look at it. He said, I speak specifically from a law enforcement perspective. We're seeing a significant increase in numbers of people that are incredibly desperate. And we all know what happens when people get desperate. They'll do just about anything to accomplish their own personal goal. The problem is up here, there's a nor'easter coming. Fortunately, we're not going to get uh, a lot of snow, but they're going to have uh, some very significant cold. Colder than we've seen the last couple of weeks. In the nighttime, it's down to the teens. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, These people are out in the middle of the woods, some of them just hiding out in the woods. He said, none of it's humane. There's no doubt about it. It certainly uh, was not well planned, and sadly, from a law enforcement perspective, this could last for years.
6: So it may be too late. I mean, we're only seeing the first six months of this, really. Uh, Since they started, it's only been uh, seven, eight months since we started the uh, busing them to New York and flying them and things like that. So So we're only seeing less than a year's worth of of actual cause and effect. It's only going to get worse. It's not going to get any better because it's exponentially that this is the front side of the fact that they put 20,000 people up there. Right. And now we're going to start seeing the effects of 100,000 people. And then, within the next year, we're going to see the effects of a million people as this continues to just exponentially get worse in every position.
5: <clears throat> um, and and there, as long as there is a steady supply of illegals coming to Texas and 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 Arizona, you could bet that your 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 blue states are going to also share in the steady supply of illegal aliens. You can't expect one state, two states, three states to take eight million people. And if you keep, if you remember. <clears throat> Trump's uh, desire and and uh, to get ICE—I mean, ICE—to get uh, uh, MS-13 out of the country was to use ICE, and that's what—that really is what gave birth to the sanctuary cities. When they said, "Well, no, no, you're not gonna, you're not gonna deport any of our illegal aliens, even the ones that are whole bodies are tattooed up. Those they have feelings. Those they're here for a better life." Keep in mind, Democrats want this. They want it. They desire it. They want it. And as long as the administration keeps allowing them in, I'm sure the governors of Arizona and Texas and others will engage in uh, continuing to share them with you all around the country.
6: Huh. I mean, we, we know they want it, though. Uh, they've asked for it. Even the ones that are now starting to to backtrack a little bit on their sanctuary cities, the Bostons and New York, Uh, there's other places, though, that are, uh, the Minnesota, is is like, yeah, we want to be, we saw what's going on over there, we want some of that. That's
5: some great suffering you have there. We don't have nearly as much suffering here. Uh, They say it's organized crime now, like the mafia, Paul Giacomo, president of the New York City's Detectives Endowment Association. And NYPD Commissioner Edward Caban warned of a wave of migrant crime. They said Democratic politicians will deny it. Governor Hochul says migrants are just looking for a better life. Uh, <clears throat> the city comptroller accuses the uh, NYPD of fear mongering and using, quote, a Republican talking point. So I mean, Democrats are even willing to ignore it, like like just oh, I don't see you know they could be facing an ocean of Ill- uh, sneaky illegals uh, committing crime and snatching uh, phones and 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 purses and such. Like, well, that's, I don't really what that's fear mongering. Migrants on mopeds, those gangs, retail theft rings, some carrying guns, terrorizing New Yorkers, uh, uh, terrorizing people in Yonkers in Jersey. Uh, they're even advising you, if you see mopeds coming down the street, back up as far away from the curb as you can get. That's their advice. Yeah, well, you know, those markers, how they are. Just back up for the curb, they can't reach you. Just hug the wall of the building right there.
6: <laughs> just get your big stick that you can just be like, no. <laughs> uh,
5: you know, that one kid, Figueroa, uh, a guy shopping uh, at a JD Sports at Times Square Shot in the leg, security guard tried to stop a baby-faced little 15-year-old, Jesus Alejandro Rivas Figueroa, from robbing the store. He just whipped out a 45 caliber and shot into the crowd. He's been living for free in the Stratford Arms Hotel with his mother. He's also a suspect in a January incident in Midtown at a robbery in the Bronx. Uh, they're supposed to be evicted from his shelter, from his hotel room, but I guess that no one really pays any attention. In Chicago, the real criminals, the, the gangs that are there, are just going out and enlisting migrants from the shelters to work for them raiding luxury stores in, in uh, Tony Suburbans like Oak, Oak Brook Center. And they said these migrants wouldn't even know where Oak Brook was if they didn't have locals telling them where these neighborhoods are and these enclaves of of, of nice little retail joints they could hit. Yeah,
6: I mean, really, those uh, all those... So, shelters are just becoming recruitment zones. All right, really, that's what I would do if I'm running a gang. I walk down there, I find every guy that's the age of 15 to yeah. 25. You guys want to make some money? Yeah. I got 100 bucks right now, you guys. Going to run into that, uh, that shoe store down the street and steal everything that's not nailed down.
5: And now, that, now we've seen two very, very poorly designed liberal policies collide with each other. Open borders and soft on crime. No bail. Democrats. Who, who did it? You know, <clears throat> I love it because every time they they have some radical thing that's going to be great and wonderful, and we need to do this. It's better for all the people. You know, uh, 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 no bail. You know, get rid of the bail, the cash bail system because it's racist. And, you know, um, it was supposed to be wonderful, because it was, but maybe they didn't expect this from it. I don't know. I mean, rational minded people said if you don't, if you just walk a guy in, take his fingerprints, hand him a court date, and send him out the door again. I don't know, likely to maybe commit some more crimes, I'm thinking.
6: I, I don't think they, they think any farther than the edge of their face. That they're, They look at it, and they look at some statistics, and they go, okay, uh, in my district, uh, we've arrested a lot of uh, brown people, so uh, we'll just stop arresting them, and the statistic goes away. Right,
5: yeah, So, uh, but the, the, then crime skyrockets there. Yeah, you know? but
6: they're not being arrested, so is crime actually happening? <clears throat> And then they they realize
5: why they should now just, you know, come to their senses and go, oh, that's why we had cash bail. All right, let's go. you, you I, I figured it out. I'm sorry. I didn't see. Now I get it. Let's go back to bail. But will they? Hell no.
6: No, because they've uh, that's what they've campaigned on a lot of them in those districts they, they campaigned on making sure to get rid of, uh, because, uh, you know, your, your dad went to jail because he stole, he had some weed on him. So we got to make sure that, uh, we, we can't have that happen again. So you want to vote for me so that they'll get out of jail.
5: So Biden says of the impeachment of Mayorkas history will not look kindly on the house Republicans for their blatant act of unconstitutional partisanship that is targeted on a, an honorable public servant in order to play petty political games. That's petty? Ask Mayor Adams how petty it is. Ask uh, 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 Bra- uh, Brandon, what's his name, in Chicago how petty it is.
6: I still would love to know what Mayor Chris has on all them because this would be the simplest sacrificial lamb. I mean, really, you could have another uh, guy in his place by next week. Really, well, it doesn't matter what, so, what who you
5: have in there. They're just going to do the bidding of the administration, exactly. o- Obama and
6: and whoever so else is around, Hillary and whoever. Why don't else. you sacrifice this guy and say, uh, I mean, really, you would right, think, right. hey. You're you know right. what?
5: We let him go. We got another guy. He's going to do the exact same thing. But he's totally different. He's got hair. has doesn't yeah. have a weird accent. You'll like him a lot.
6: So, well, I mean, what what does he have on everybody? Because it, what, it be the easiest thing. Yeah, but the easiest thing for, that, for the oh, Biden administration to win one is to go out and say, Look, you know what? Our border has been an issue. Let's go through the impeachment. We need him out of here. We need someone new in. But, because...
5: Maybe it's an admission at that point. Because what would happen is that if you put a new guy in there, he would expect to turn things around. And we all know things will not get turned around. Nothing is going to change. But when you've got a new guy, you can't bitch at orcas anymore.
6: Yeah, but that gives you a, a year. You can say, oh, well, he's he's getting acclimated. We'll give him a, it's going to take a year for our border policies to start getting in there.
5: Yeah. I also think there's a certain amount of this. Um, look. Myarchus, we're going to have to let you, you know, you're going to be a sacrificial lamb. And he would say, well, yeah, okay. I know where all the bodies are buried, so do what you have to.
6: I think that really is it because there's no other reason why they're clinging to him tooth and nail to keep a guy in there that doesn't need to be there. You could easily replace him instantly. So why are you so intent on making sure he stays there? You could even... Uh, really, you can call this a bipartisan win. Do you can say, you know what, uh, the Republicans are right. Uh, we need to fix the border. That's what we're going to campaign on is improving the border. And it was all myarchist's fault, it wasn't Biden's fault. He's been doing everything he can. He just couldn't yeah. get my to do his job. When I found out he wasn't doing his job, I fired him. Guess what? I fired
5: him. Um, I would urge the people of New York, especially New York City, and uh, to maybe. Not reelect Schumer or Gillibrand for that for that matter. This deal for Ukraine uh, is also DOA. We're so we're so uh, split. You know, it's just ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> so there's nothing in it for Americans. We all know the supplemental billions and billions and billions, almost another hundred billion dollars, just giveaways. Money we borrowed that we're going to have to pay back eventually. Unless money's not real, uh, we give it to somebody. No strings. We don't even care where you spend it. You know, draw uh, hookers, uh, uh, get a limo. I don't care. Whatever you do, you need the money, and that's who we are as Americans. We just give money to people. We don't care where they spend it. Um. And so Mike Johnson's like, hey, before we even if I consider putting it up for a vote, which he doesn't even have to, and I hope I I, I pray that he doesn't. Uh. He said, I'd like to have a meeting with Biden before any action on this thing at all. Um, and they said, no. <laughs> what? That is ridiculous. They requested meetings with Biden through uh, White House officials several times over the uh, last couple of months. Uh, the most recent request came to talk about this, the $95 billion supplemental package. They were not successful. The President of the United States will not meet with the Speaker of the House of Representatives about spending $100 billion in the midst of a, the worst border crisis in our history. It, it, you know, I, go, I know you're opposed, but
6: something could be eked out, don't, don't you think? Maybe? I mean, that's how our government used to work. Uh, we've We've gone so split that it used to be... Uh, we we're, here's our bill, this is what we want passed, and the other side would come and go and go in and go, okay, this is what we want passed, and we're going to work together to get one bill that passes the both things that we want. And for some reason now, the White House is like, all right, this is what we're passing. Uh, there's no changes to it. It goes exactly like we say it yeah. does. Don't even ask to do any revisions. Yeah, it's historic. Uh, it's 585 pages. You don't get to look at it. You just pass it without even looking at it. Don't even ask questions. Thank
5: God J.D. Vance to go looky-loo at it. Yeah, it's, de- it's dead on arrival, as it should be. But, I mean, but by Biden saying no, he he can't say he's serious about either one of those. He can't say he's serious about Ukraine, uh, funding Ukraine. I know he wants to, but he can't say he's serious about it because he doesn't want to give up anything. He doesn't want to – there's no give and take at all. It's our way or the highway. And, by the way, it's historic, the most important thing you'll ever vote on as a United States uh, senator. Uh, They did meet a couple of months more than a couple of months ago, to talk about a bipartisan immigration deal that would have automatically unlocked tons of aid. Uh, And Johnson said it was productive, but, you know, any aid package has to be paired with some serious changes at the border. And the only changes they made at the border were not making changes at the border. Laughable. Uh, when we return, <clears throat> um, I'm sure you remember uh, the mainstream media saying things of, of like big, this. The biggest lie of all. Repeatedly, and with no facts to back him up, making the outrageous claim that the so called deep state spied on his campaign. Trouble's right again. Hang on, it's a Shannon Burke show on the Florida Man Radio Network.
7: I'll be honest. The first few months were tough. When I left the military, I was excited for a fresh start, but civilian life has been harder than I thought it would be. Figuring out a new career while also being a good mom, wife, and friend. Some days I'm barely keeping my head above water. And with the transition and everything I'm juggling, I'm spread too thin. I finally realized that it's hurting my mental health. To get back to enjoying life again, I needed to get help. Opening up to someone was a big step for me. I I saw that I'm not alone and that there are tools to help me overcome what I'm going through. With support, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. Discover how other women veterans like me have learned to thrive after military service by taking care of themselves and their mental health. Visit maketheconnection.net slash women veterans.
3: Military dogs keep our troops safe by sniffing out bombs and IEDs. Yet when they retire, they're too often left overseas. American Humane brings these heroes home and back with their handlers. To help, visit AmericanHumane.org.
4: I'm William Shaker. I've been around a long time, but I'm truly humbled when I see the real battles our brave,
2: paralyzed veterans have faced defending our freedom. I was on a routine patrol. And uh, we were in the desert of Kuwait, and the vehicle flipped and landed on top of me, which uh, left me paralyzed from the waist down. Okay, folks, this, this, this is heroism.
4: That's why I'm proud to support Paralyzed Veterans of America. Go to PVA.org to learn how you can make a difference.
5: it didn't seem so at the time but uh, would come back to haunt a couple of people one of them is uh, uh, what's his name we just played Don Lemon another one and you probably remember this was a, a rather famous uh, interview we get a lot of uh, it's with Leslie Stahl of 60 Minutes
0: scandal was when they spied on my campaign they spied on my campaign, well, there's Leslie.
2: no e- real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, sir, they spied on my campaign sir, and they got I, caught. can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes. Oh, it's 60 Minutes. And we can't put on things we can't well, verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put on
8: things we can't verify. Leslie,
2: they spied on my campaign. Well, we can't verify It's been that. totally
0: verified. No. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. <laughs> they spied on my campaign. They got caught. No. Just go get the papers. Uh,
5: Well, uh, that is. uh, Let me speed ahead to Schellenberger here. I don't want you to hear. It's very, very interesting stuff. Here is uh, Michael Schellenberger on Fox last night.
1: Might be missing. Go to me now. One of the reporters who broke the story, Michael Schellenberger. Michael, explain how this all started with the CIA picking these 26 Trump people.
9: Yeah, good to be with you, Jesse. Well, obviously, this is an extremely serious story and serious allegation by multiple credible sources that Public and Racket, that's Matt Tybee's uh, publication, have spoken to. These are people that are close to the House intelligence investigation of how the Russia collusion hoax began. The story, as you mentioned, was that, oh, we were just informed by foreign intelligence about this. Our sources tell us a very different story, which is that, This was initiated by the U.S. government. It came from within the U.S. government's intelligence community, including the CIA, that they asked the so-called Five Eyes Nations intelligence agencies, that's the other English-speaking nations, including Britain and Australia, to spy on 26 Trump associates, or at least they had a list of the 26 associates that were identified. This is new information. Some people have theorized about this and speculated about it. Uh, We feel very confident that our sources were in a position to know and are very credible in this report. It's obviously a very serious allegation because this is illegal spying and it's illegal election interference. Anybody? Look,
5: more and more of these documents are going to come out in the coming days. Um. Yeah, sure. It's highly illegal and, 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 and very un-American and unconstitutional. It goes against everything that we stand for. Uh, but I believe this is the new, the new normal and nothing will happen.
10: Okay,
1: so you're reporting that the CIA got these allies to bump these 26 Trump associates, create interactions And then call these interactions suspicious and let the FBI know they were suspicious. And that starts the whole thing. What about this binder?
5: This is what I'm, this is, we all, everyone speculated that the reason for the Mar-a-Lago raid was because that before Trump left, he declassified a 10-inch binder. That's thick. And it was everything from Crossfire Hurricane, which is odd because if you're going to do something so illegal and so, uh, you know, untoward, you'd think you wouldn't document it, but... Uh, uh, I guess Trump has it
10: that encapsulates this whole thing and no one knows where it is right now
1: or Trump has it. What's that?
9: Well, Jesse, we'll have a piece tomorrow that is specifically about the binder. But uh, as a friend of, uh, of the show and of yours on this, I'll say that there has been widespread speculation that this binder was the was the reason or a reason for the fbi raid of mar-a-lago and we'll be discussing that tomorrow but obviously if this binder contains what we have been told that it contains which may include raw intelligence information showing that the u.s government the cia and the intelligence community of the u.s government initiated the russia collusion hoax that it did not occur in the way that the official story including the Durham investigation had portrayed it then that's extremely serious information. And it may be, if the FBI then went to go get it in order to continue the cover-up of this information, that obviously adds an even more dramatic wrinkle to this. Again, we'll have more to say about it tomorrow. Um, that's pretty, that's huge.
5: And you know that's why they raided Mar-a-Lago.
6: Yeah. They didn't have to actually raid it to get what they needed out of there, so they raided it looking for something specifically.
5: Right, they're looking for the, you know, hurricane, whatever it's called. Um, where do you think Trump hit it?
6: Uh, it's in Ivana's uh, grave. <laughs> is she in a tomb? Uh, or is she on the ground? She is in the, the well, I, my understanding is they cremated her and then they, he still buried a casket on his golf course. Aha! Uh-huh. That's been all the always the uh uh the liberal Twitter has always been we need to dig that up because that's where all the other documents are hidden the, the bad documents are all hidden there
5: well uh, yeah, if you want to protect your ass, but that would be brilliant, wouldn't it because he wouldn't have to get any permission to exhume a body
6: not on his own golf course because also just
5: a body yeah. it's just uh maybe an urn or who knows could be the whole thing could be filled with documents that would be, that would be genius. <laughs>
6: I've got the uh, pictures of my Michelle Obama that everybody's been looking for. <laughs> uh,
5: uh, the uh, I'll wait on my, you know, these things come true, but then you know what's going to happen. Uh, nothing will be done. We'll have a couple of hearings, and uh, you'll bring Brennan back up there, and he'll go. Wah, rah, 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 rah. Russian tradecraft, Russian tradecraft, and and they'll walk away from it. We're, I think in that regard, we're way past the point of no return, In literally in returning transparency, decency, and lawfulness to those levels of our government. I just to think it's gone, a long, gone thing.
6: Well, we may or never have had it before. We, we're we seeing the cracks in it. The fact that I, I think for the longest time, uh, at least since the uh, creation of the FBI, We've been corrupt like this. It's just the fact now that we're starting to finally see the cracks of it broken away because maybe there was somebody that came out of uh, not being a career politician uh, and right. kind of broke some of that up. But I think you're seeing more and more people, as we're allowed more information, are noticing, like, hey, well, our government does some weird things. They do some pretty shady stuff. Uh, yeah. uh, and they cover maybe it up. and But we can figure it out because... Uh, we're in an age, uh, we're in the digital age of information now where it used to be, uh, you hear a story of, uh, oh, you know, they, uh, 51 CIA agents, federal agents yep. said that that, that all signed agents, a document. Yep. Okay, you go, okay, cool. Our, those are our, uh, go, it was supposed to be our intelligence agency. They said it's tr- not true. It's not true.
5: But what once trust begins to fail in those agencies and you realize, you know, uh, I mean, uh, they, they this proves that they interfered with Trump in 2016. They thought they had it done. Uh, but they, when he actually won, they said, we need to crank this up a notch and just destroy his presidency, maybe impeach him and get whatever. Just F with him. Make sure he doesn't get anything done. They interfere with 2020 and they're they're actively in uh, 91 charges trying to interfere with the 2024. And God knows what else is going on. But more and more people are digging it. Thank God for independent journalists, man. For guys like Schellenberger and guys like uh, 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 Taibi uh, and Peter Schweitzer, who's got a new book coming out, it's called "Blood Money: Why the Powerful Turned a Blind Eye, Why China Kills Americans." Um, he's uh, he's the uh the, the Government Accountability Institute president, Breitbart News contributor. He, he in the book it's they set for release uh, February twenty seventh. Two-year probe by him and his team and forensic investigators that traced hundreds of billions of dollars in suspect money tied to China's undeclared war on the United States. The book's cover (laughs) is already sparking enough discussions uh, in Washington. Um, It is on the cover. You've got uh, Gavin Newsom, uh, Anthony Fauci, Adam Schiff, uh, President Joe Biden, Chinese Communist Party leader Xi Jinping, AOC. Also images of stacks of cash. Uh, automatic weapons, and, and drugs <laughs> on a table. <laughs> so uh, the, the the lid is tight on this. Lawmakers and all their staffers, are they've got them on the, you know, especially if you're covered, your face is on the cover and you see it a, a, a preview of the <laughs> cover art, you send your staff out get an advanced copy. But there's been a hardcore embargo on this. Um, and, you know, they, the release of his books, you know, he's had so many. Uh, one called "Throw Them All Out," one called uh, "Bush Bucks" extortion. How politicians extract your money, blah blah. blah. Um, and they create some of an event on Capitol Hill. People wonder when it's coming. Let's find out what's in it. Uh, we've. I, I also think sadly, the old ad, adage ah, oh, you never could beat City Hall" has become a permanent part of the American psyche that we know. That it's either 100% true or very, very likely that this stuff is going on. That, that are, we have a very, very corrupt government. And we have very corrupt individuals embedded in it at the highest levels that, are, that don't care about you. And they don't, they don't, if they cared about you, they'd try to stop the flow of fentanyl in this country. They don't. They know it's killing people. And that's what they want.
6: I think our, they want
5: your kid to OD so there's less people in this country.
6: I think our government has officially flipped to the casino model. In that the House always wins. So according to them, the government, whatever entity it it considers it to be, always wins.
5: Right. Right. The the House. The House always wins. Um, It's a a good... It seems like it's going to be... Schweitzer's books are a hit, and they're um, so enthralling. I can't wait for that one to come out. Uh, Here's an example of you can't beat City Hall. Bob Menendez. Still sits in the Senate, still gets briefings. As more news pours out that a diamond engagement ring that his wife wears is part of a bribe for his intervention in a criminal insurance fraud pr- prosecution. Uh, part of the money it was a part of a hundred and $150,000 bribe. Part of it, Bob spent on a giant ring for his uh, fiance, The rest went to a Mercedes-Benz convertible for her. Um they've they believe uh, one of the co-defendants in the case, businessman Wail Hanna, purchased the ring for her but kept some of the money for himself. Why not? I mean, it already gets a cut, right? Uh they shared a little more information about the uh investigation. They found the cash they found in the basement of his home. Uh, they found two bags of cash, each approximately holding a hundred thousand dollars. Um on a top of a large rack of clothing clothes hangers, they also found four boots stuffed with cash. One contained five grand and 50 dollars bills. Uh, I mean, he's stuffing cash everywhere. Boots filled with cash. You don't have boots filled with cash in your closet? Not my closet. <laughs> uh, I mean, that guy still sits there. They could remove him right now. I know that you're innocent until proven guilty, but Jesus Palomino. I mean, what if he's proven guilty and you let him uh, receive uh, security briefings that he could be using to uh, accept other bribes? Uh,
6: Look at uh, George Santos. Not condoning anything he did. He's a weirdo. He's done some weird things. Yeah. Uh, But they kicked him out before he was ever convicted of anything. And now they lost a seat because of that. Yep. And Menendez has more power than Santos did.
5: Oh, way more power. Way more power. Uh, this is weird. Penn State, man, our our higher education, our, these institutions have really been laid bare uh, in recent months. And uh, one award winning professor there, uh, Timus Matsukas, a sixty four year old. This guy, he has already been arrested previously on bestiality case. Um, in which he begged the troopers to kill him. He, they found on, a, on some devices of him video of himself involving sexual acts with his collie. Remember, we talked about this.
6: Yeah, that was the guy that, when the cops arrest him, he tried to get them to kill him.
5: Yeah. Well, he's in some more deep doo-doo because then they uh, when he got him there, they took some other electronic devices and went through them. And they found uh, 55 other videos. They include videos of the professor naked in nothing more than a ski mask. He was captured on video masturbating on a picnic table in the Lake Park and on Pennsylvania Department of Conservation Natural Resources vehicles. Mitsukas is also seen in a video climbing a tree while completely naked. While in the tree, inserting a branch and a Tootsie Pop and whatever the control handle of a John Deere crawler is into his anus.
8: Jesus!
5: I looked for a John Deere crawler. It's a very large piece of uh, 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 heavy heavy equipment, and I guess he took a you know one of those. You know the handles you grab it for like. I guess he pulled one of those off, climbed the tree, buck naked, and shoved it in his anus. He's also defecated in public areas of the Rothrock State Forest and in a maintenance area, as well as smeared his bodily fluids on a glass table at a camp.
6: Oh yeah, Those things are massive. <laughs> the John Deere Crawler Control? I, I bet what he
5: did, you got to go slow. You start with a little tree branch, you know, and then you bump it up to a Tootsie Pop, and then you bring Ooh. in the big dog.
6: It's like taking a stick shift. Is it like couldn't. a long stick ship. <laughs> wait,
5: let me, <laughs> let me see. Oh my God! Oh, Jesus, Palomino! I don't. How much? How
6: How much of that he got? Um, uh, uh, I mean, neither end is good end either. No. One's connector and <laughs> one's the actual handle. The giant rubber yeah.
5: uh, uh, ball at the end. He's charged with uh, two counts. Each of burglary and criminal tass, trespass because he stole the handle off the the that John did <laughs> belonged to the state and shrammed it in his anus. Uh, six misdemeanor counts of indecent exposure. Two misdemeanor counts of open lewdness. Two counts of disorderly conduct. Six counts of disorderly conduct for obscene gestures. His lawyer said it would be inappropriate for me to comment at this time.
6: Yeah, because most everything I'll say will get me uh, yeah. censored. <laughs>
5: He's got a Ph.D. and has been with Penn State since 1991. it wasn't uh, Sandusky from Penn State? He was, yeah. There's all kind of nastiness going on at Penn State. This guy's written multiple books. He uh, won a premier teaching award from the Penn State Engineering Alumni uh, Society. In June of t- last year, he was allegedly caught naked from the waist down, except for socks and shoes, committing perverted acts with his dog. He enticed to lick his anus. Oh, this was this is the, they didn't, they didn't find this one on video. They, I guess they charged him took his stuff, found other, they figured if you're going to let your dog lick your anus at a public park, you probably got some weird stuff on your phone. Yeah. Tried to record himself performing the lewd act with an electronic tablet identified through a North, North, North Face backpack he had been carrying. He, while they were looking through his home, he reportedly kept saying, "I'm done. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm I'm done." Then he says, "You don't understand. I do it to blow off steam." What? Then he said, "What do I have to do to get you to shoot me?"
6: <laughs> well, I mean, because he already—they knew about the dog stuff, but he also knew what else was on those yeah.
5: things. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, when I went nude tree climbing and shoved the gear shift in my <laughs> anus. Damn it.
6: Oh, they got me crapping on the car too. <laughs> First of all, who films themselves
5: doing the any anything like that? A freak. People that film themselves committing crimes or document their crimes or make a list of the people that they want to kill are it. it why ever commit anything to video or
6: or, or or writing? Because he's a freak that wants to watch it again later. That's it. This guy's got it teaching. Or he's selling it to other freaks that want to watch it. Oh, that. that's it. Making some money on the side. I don't know what the John Deere industry is looking like on that, but... Uh, I wonder if he gets a lot of uh, uh,
5: people, you know, requests. Maybe like those OnlyFans that pay some special. Like, I'll give you $100 if you shove a John Deere crawler uh, control handle up your anus.
6: <laughs> See how many crescent wrenches you can get up in there. <laughs>
5: Yeah, he just had a piece of paper in his list. Oh, okay, tree branch. All right, hold on, we do that one first. All right, uh, John Deere handle. Okay, got that right here. And uh Tootsie Pop in the You know,
6: I should have started with the Tootsie Pop.
5: Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! It's uh, yes, dude. You do need to die, or you know, look. I get it. No, except for the dog, nobody was harmed, and well, the the people that you know, the the park. Employees who had to wipe the doo-doo out the truck and, and we'll figure out why all the handle to the John Deere smells so bad. <laughs> um, no, you know, he, he's, got a, he's got a few kinks, that's for sure. And that's fine. But when it started, to, you know, breaking off pieces of uh, county-owned material to put in Uranus or uh, uh, involve a dog and film it you're a little over the line there.
6: Yeah, you know, not one to uh, yuck anyone's yum, but if it's uh you're in certain stuff on your own, fine. If in your house, Yeah. you, you do what you want to do. Yeah.
5: Be careful. <clears throat> Anal beads, I don't care if you got them in your in your nightstand drawer, but uh, uh just
6: know your insurance doesn't cover with the light bulbs up in there though. So just be uh, careful how are you with gonna it.
5: explain <laughs> the handle of the of the uh, of the John Deere. <laughs>
6: yeah, so I was yeah. trying to climb up into it and yeah. I slipped. <laughs> <laughs> Fell over backwards onto the handle. I just greased the handle. It's getting a little rusty. It fell up in there. Yeah, and, uh, but
5: The dog stuff goes too far. Oh, my God.
6: And also, don't do it in your house. Don't go to a county park or don't go in a state park. Uh, last thing is it traumatizes some kid that wanders around the corner and walks into that scene. Oh.
5: Oh. And you found a place out in public near some public bathrooms to pull your shorts down and get your dog to lick your anus. Freak. Uh, he has been uh, put on suspension from, from the uh, school <laughs> as they try to find out what the hell's going on. <laughs> His class
6: is canceled. You all got A's. <laughs>
5: yeah. uh, oh, my God. All right. Well, we return. A dude has been arrested. Uh, this has happened a number of times. He uh, faces some charges of Palm Beach County for uh, doing a burnout on the Gay Rainbow intersection. They wanted to charge him with a hate crime but they have charged you with vandalizing uh i've got a problem with that i know that's a dick move i get it um uh, you know they if they could get a hate crime on this guy they would get a hate crime but apparently no you know nobody was there was no individual targeted here uh but if you did a burnout um in uh, at the intersection up here up the street and a cop saw you he, he may give you a ticket but it'd be something like uh display of speed or something like reckless that reckless driving or yeah like that. um All right, we'll do that next. Hang on. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Um. WFYY HD3 Windermere,
4: WXUS HD3, W266DY Dinellin, WZLB Valparaiso. Florida Man Radio.
5: Oh, boy. So, I love this, this article. Um... One of the it's the second largest radio company in America. It's called Odyssey, and it's in bankruptcy. I think eleven, yeah. And George Soros just stepped in and bought up four hundred million dollars of their debt. Uh, that's a massive stake of that company.
6: About forty percent of it.
5: Not a, it's not enough to, but it may be enough once they get out of bankruptcy to control it. Uh, I love this article. It calls him a left leaning billionaire. <laughs> oh, he just leans a little to the left, you know? Uh, that's, you know, they own a couple of hundred stations, the uh, including uh, WFAN in New York City, 1010 Winds, LA's based KROQ, among others, 1210 WPHT in Philly. Some people still say this is scary. Um, stake is equal to about 40% of the company's senior debt, a massive chunk which, although not majority, could give him effective control of the media giant when they emerge from bankruptcy. Uh, He bought it up at 50 cents on the dollar from the hedge fund HG Vora. They believe that he is um, going to use it to shape opinion before leading up to the 2024 election. I mean, what else would he do with it? You, do you think that George Soros would spend that kind of money and he'll probably buy some more shares at some point? Do you think that he would buy that company and allow their conservative talk stations to continue to, to do conservative talk? No. I worked for a different company. And after the 2020, I still know so many people that worked there, uh, they all got edicts from their CEO, the VP of talk. Uh, for that company, you cannot say election uh, fraud. You cannot question the 2020 election. If you do, you'll, you'll be fired. And damn it, if two guys got fired.
6: Yeah, there there will be, uh, once this is gone and done and the restructure is is through, uh, the conservative stations that are still owned by Odyssey will get an edict from above that here's the things you can and can't say.
5: Yeah, you cannot say that Trump is doing a great job if he's reelected, right? Well, the, he wants to shape the, uh, you know, the election before, shape it opinion before the election. He'll right away start. Uh, yeah, we. Thank you. I just printed it. I don't need to print it. Anymore. Uh, he'll start it right away. He'll be uh, started telling people what they can and can't say. I bet you won't be able to say the the 20s. Uh, you won't be able to talk about Trump being spied upon. I bet. Uh That's pretty scary. He's going to do in the opposite direction what Elon Musk did when he bought Twitter. I'd be worried about
6: it. Yeah, it's definitely... uh, That is a huge control of media right there. Thank God we work
5: for a company that is the, the big, big chief, and everyone else considered, are fearless about freedom of speech. And... But I'm not managed at all, period. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, Which is fantastic. And it'll be people like us, guys like us, and other uh, independent radio stations. Because, you know, uh, all the other... There's a couple of iHeart stations out there that still have great conservative programming, news, and, you know. None of them are fun like this one, though. We're business in the front, party in the back Mm -hmm. over here.
6: Mullet of radio.
5: (laughs) Mullet of talk radio. There's been a shooting in Kansas City for the parade. Multiple victims are shot. It looks like 10. Uh, As it came to a close, shots were fired near Union Station. Cops asked the uh, fans to leave. Uh, All the guys are Patrick Holmes. All the guys are on the floats. And uh, they went by. They say multiple people were hit. They don't know if anyone's been killed. Uh, They want people to... They started announcing exit as quickly as you can. 8 to 10... They say I'm just trying to read the updates as they go, although there are an extra 600 uh, law enforcement people on the scene for security. I've never been to Kansas City. Is it a a thriving metropolis? What what goes? I mean, is it uh, like like a big city in that it's got, you know, some thug crime going on?
6: I've never been there, but I mean, all uh, big cities have that type of of, uh, underbelly now. Yeah, that's true.
5: Mm, man, oh man! I wonder if they have some uh, illegal aliens there in Kansas. I'm not trying to blame illegal aliens. i have they been a? Have they been? A, I don't think they're a sanctuary city. Are they?
6: I don't think so. But I mean, it's on the path. If you're heading out of Texas, you might as well head up towards uh, through Missouri there. Right.
5: Uh, so this guy, a young fella. <clears throat> 19-year-old Dylan Brewer from Clearwater. You've probably seen the video. He's got a big old truck and, and, and what appears to be an American flag. As it was, I can't see that picture. He's clearly got one of those big-ass flags on the back of it. And he pulls it into the one of these intersections that have been um, rainbowed up. Why do we do that, by the way?
6: Virtue signaling.
5: Some I, I I do think that maybe this is warped thinking, but it's almost like you're daring someone to do something about it, to do something to it.
6: Well, I mean, it is
5: knowing the extreme uh, way. I, they don't bother me. Don't get me wrong. Um, but knowing the way, some people have extreme feelings about. Uh, maybe not so much of they hate gay people, but they're just like sick and tired of having all the ideology just rammed and you must accept it. If you don't, then you're an outcast and we'll cancel you and blah, blah, blah. They knew something would happen. And this is not the first one that's been damaged like this.
6: Yeah. It happens all the time, which is hilarious though. Cause we're told that we can't like no signs can be altered. We can't joke on, on the boards anymore. Uh, but you can replace a crosswalk, which is a signed part of the road that shows where you're allowed to, to cross and turn that into a rainbow flag.
5: Have you seen the video of the horses that won't walk on it? Yeah, because <laughs> it, it's bright
6: colors. It freaks you're them like, out. What
5: the, the hell going, going on here? Uh, video from Delray Police Department shows the driver in a pickup, a large flag on the back, performing burnouts on the intersection at 1st and 2nd Avenue. Uh, they In the news release they said it was reckless action that caused significant damage to the streetscape painting, which serves as a symbol of unity and inclusivity for the LGBTQ community.
6: It's a street. It gets driven over all day long, too. Right. But it does. The, if a car is leaking oil and drips on it, that also destroying the the uh, symbol of unity.
5: Yeah. If uh, If uh, Hal has got a big wad of chaw in his mouth, he's windows down. He might, you know, squirt a little tobacco spit on it, throw a cigarette on it. Is that also vandalism? They worked this case for a couple of weeks. They received multiple reports of concerned citizens who witnessed Brewer engage in these destructive acts. Some, several shocked witnesses provided smartphone videos of the crime. He eventually turned himself in. Uh, uh, He was released from custody the next day, $5,250 bond on felony criminal mischief. Uh, Hold on a second. Felony criminal mischief, felony, a felony, a felony for burning rubber. If it was just a regular intersection, would that be fe- felony criminal mischief or would it be reckless driving?
6: It would definitely not be felony. I got a ticket once like that from a kid, as a kid.
5: And I, it was uh, uh, something like a dis- unlawful display of speed. A felony criminal mischief. If that was just a regular street without anything painted on it, would it, be, it wouldn't be anything. He's got a good lawyer, apparently. But they have no statement yet. He did it February 4th. That sucks. Uh, there's a private school in Los Angeles that had to close. Private school for profit was making some dough. Uh, and this one had a, a a specialty. It was the Academy of Media Arts, uh, the Academy of Media Arts, and it was serving the L.A.'s black and Latino youth. They have been forced to close their doors, not because they didn't pay a bill or their mortgage or their light bill. They, they actually have, like many other businesses in places like Oakland, it's safety concerns because of the homeless crisis in LA they there's a there's a hotel there less than a half a block away from the school that is housing nothing but homeless people and the these kids are uh have to deal every day with drug use uh you know hypodermic needles everywhere human feces uh, uh nudity homeless people getting naked and, and, and right in front of them even intrusions into the uh to the grounds of the school
6: uh it's not good so instead of removing the people that are are the nuisance Bingo. they close a school
5: i think the at some point I, I do believe that there is actionable stuff going on here to where business owners people like this and residents have have right to sue the, the city, the county. I mean, there's a breach of contract in there somewhere where you fail to keep citizens safe um, while only enhancing the difficulty by h- housing dangerous groups of people uh, nearby a school. I, mean, I wonder if there's any I don't know if it's a thousand feet
6: away or more? I don't know. I'm sure that goes against what you're paying your taxes for. Right. You're I mean, not paying your taxes and all that stuff for uh, this continued destruction.
5: He says, uh, one guy who works, I'm sitting in my office today on 3rd and Fig in our classroom. Our students get the chance to see the Intercontinental Hotel. But they also have to deal with individuals who are nude, doing drugs, so on and so on. Smoking marijuana, flashing them, uh the hotel's been used in recent years for temporary housing for the homeless population. He claims he found crack pipes, and drugs, and hypodermic needles on the property, as well as human feces that ultimately led him down to shut down the school completely. I don't know what you do. What happens to all the kids?
6: I'm sure they'll uh, yo, stay at school? home. Yeah, re, you got to be remote uh, learning.
5: Well, he dra- blames the mayor's handling of the homeless crisis as the reason why his school is forced to go. I mean, you got a school that's forced to close. A school for minority kids.
6: <laughs> you know how it's easy to fix is to round all these people up and house them somewhere. Somewhere.
5: He uh he says it's a disaster here. If you ask them to move along to go on, it quickly becomes escalated into a fight. One of our security guards, it's been a disaster. We've lost enrollment. Then on January 10th, we had an intruder. High on LSD, enter our classrooms, enter our campus. Somebody's going to die eventually, and I had to get our students out of here. 75,500 people are homeless in L.A. on any given night. A 10% rise from last year alone. Biden's America. Yeah. Hey, we're finally getting ready, uh, getting around to uh, uh, get, unload some of these Russian super yachts. I guess the $600,000 in monthly upkeep charge is starting to uh, starting to sting a little bit. They've asked a the judge for permission to sell a $300 million Russian superyacht that they seized in 2022. citing of the fact it's cost taxpayers $600,000 a month just to maintain it.
6: Why are we maintaining it other than we wanted to profit off it at another time?
5: I don't know. It's, it, look, they have to pay... a month in payments to the crew alone. $75,000 for fuel. That's just to keep the generators running per month. And $165,000 in other maintenance stuff like waste removal, food for the crew. uh, And and now they want to get rid of it, sell it because they can't, you know. I mean, you can't just let it sit there.
6: I mean. Why is it manned? Why do we have a crew on a ship that we seize so nobody can supposedly use it?
5: You got to keep this thing up uh, and running. You got to keep the people dusting and 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 uh, run the engines a little bit. And you know, uh, and uh, Pierre
6: uh, still there putting together some foie gras every once in a while to make sure he doesn't <laughs> get uh, out of uh, he doesn't lose some skill. Uh,
5: this one belonged uh, to billionaire Suleiman Kerimov, a money launderer. Sanctioned in the U.S. is one of seven oligarchs that profited from the Kremlin uh, through corruption and malign activities around the globe, including occupation of Crimea, which didn't seem to bother Obama very much at all. He's worth $9 billion, according to Bloomberg's calculation. Um, now he got his boat. Man, how many do we have? And if we're paying 600 Okay, hey, a month to keep one in a slip somewhere. What are we what's the total tab of all the I don't know how many we got? Uh, oh, they also have to pay an insurance an annual insurance uh on this boat of 1.7 million dollars. They have to insure it, right?
6: Yeah. But uh, they're keeping it manned and crewed. I mean, <laughs> You can't tell me that we haven't sent a couple politicians down there to ride around on it. Like, oh, yeah, man, come on, just take a look and see at all yeah. the uh,
5: Let's go check out uh, Suleiman Karamoff's uh 300, you know, million dollar yacht. Yeah, let's take it for a spin.
6: Take a spin, a spin in the bay, just see how, how it feels.
5: This thing has got six levels. Um the, another one there is uh Amadea, this is a smaller one. It was uh, seized in Fiji. Um, They're considering uh, to order forfeiture of the vessel to Fiji, but that one is in dry dock. So they don't have to pay monthly maintenance fees. It's smaller, uh, but it's got some problems. It's going to take $5.6 million to fix the problems with the yacht. That's
6: why the guy lets you seize it.
5: Yeah, that's your problem now, buddy. In March, uh, U.S. asked the judge for permission to take a, a Southampton mansion along with two Park Avenue condos and property on Fisher Island for, uh, in Florida for a combined worth of $75 million, owned by uh, sanctioned Russian businessman Viktor Vekselberg. His $90 million yacht, a 255 super yacht named Tango, was seized in Spain. Yeah, I never understood that. Just go around and take billionaires' yachts, and then don't really do much with them.
6: I don't know how you. It's a legality that some we international, can just see some other property of a of a country that we're not at war at, right?
5: And there, I know there's maritime law involved, and I mean that is it's just amazing to me. Yeah, I'd load this one quick. Look at the size of this bad boy. It's, it's no. I mean, that's this I think this is more. Expensive. didn't Bezos yacht cost 500 million this was 6
6: no. oh 300 million Be- no, yeah, Bezos yeah like cuz he had that specific specially made and they had to take down bridges to get it out of there that's <laughs> right <laughs>
5: uh, um well there is a uh, slave labor lawsuit against I guess it's against Missus uh, the uh, Mississippi St. Louis University defendants of the enslaved black people descendants. They built the who built I guess slaves built this uh, university in Missouri. Have calculated what they say they're owed for the unpaid labor. First of all, I see the problem right there because the victim in. Their case is long dead. The victims in their cases have been long gone. Yes. And it's like if you discover that your great-grandfather, you know, for example, did a big job uh, for, you know, whatever his trade was and was owed uh, $50,000 or $100,000 and he never got it paid and he died, you'd have no way to, no recourse to go and sue those people for your grandfather's money because he's dead. Right. Well, they've calculated, <laughs> um, they, here's how they did their calculation. It's based on labor for 24 hours a day. Apparently, the people, that, the slaves that built this university did not sleep. And they had to work every single day, 365 days a year. There were 70 enslaved people that were involved in this construction between 1823 and 1865. Julianne Malveaux, an economist, estimated that 365 million dollars in unpaid labor is owed. Furthermore, they've added interest, interest to that 365 million dollars, and the total is 74 billion dollars. Mm. <clears throat> A letter sent to the St. Louis University President Fred Postello saying the institution needs to do more to redeem itself, even though it's already taken steps to recognize and memorialize the history, its history through slavery.
6: I'd love to know where they're getting these numbers for, because I don't even think the total construction cost of the uh, the St. Louis University was three hundred sixty five million dollars back in eighteen. There's no
5: way. There's no and there's no way that even the the, the university now and its land is worth seventy four billion. The report revealed that Jesuits forcefully lo- relocated slaves from Maryland in eighteen twenty three to St. Louis specifically to exploit their stolen labor and skills to build the university. Um. Noting that the university also owned, sold, and trafficked slaves until 1865. Those enslaved were robbed of wages and treated with cruelty and just digger. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Obviously, this is symbolic.
6: That's the issue, though. Uh, do, is there a, a, is some point where some people think that there should be some money repaid? Possibly. I'll I'll give a uh, of the weakest of possible but the numbers that people throw out are ridiculous they're out of this world and they're that's why people are totally against it when you come out and say uh, yeah my grandfather uh, was was an enslaved man and he had to work on building that university so they owe me a portion of 70 billion dollars yeah and I think it was only 23 people
5: one of the uh, let me see. No, 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 no. In the beginning, it was uh, 70 workers, I think. Okay, 70 workers. But wait, yeah. now, one of the attorneys is representing the descendants of Henrietta Mills and Charles Scholvan who were, who were uh, slaves. And there are over 200 descendants. <laughs> Every one of them is owed money for both their great, great, great grandparents weren't paid.
6: Yeah, that's insanity. I mean, I can see...
5: I can't see that even. No, there's, and there's
6: no way that you're telling me that 70 people did $70 billion worth of work.
5: No, they did $365 million. Is that... A, I mean, what was, the, what was the rate of pay in, in 1862, 1823 to 1865? It was there's, such there's no way, it
6: such a thing as hourly pay? There was no way it was that price. Uh, again, I have no idea where they're, they're just uh, pulling numbers out of their ass, is what they're doing.
5: Yeah, it really is. 24 hours a day, 365 a year, 70 people.
6: And if they were paid laborers, they were not getting paid 24 hours a day for 365 days a year. Right. Right. And even if uh, you know, slavery is bad, but even if they're slaves, there is no way that they were working 24 hours a day, 365 days a year either.
5: Right. It wouldn't be physically possible. Uh, they've done a lot to recognize their, their history there as a university. Uh, but
6: I mean, really, if you wanted uh symbolic things, you're like, okay, you know, we, this university was helped built by 70 slaves and we want to help out their, their descendants. So we're going to give a thousand dollars to each of their descendants. And, That's something you okay symbolic, but when you come in there with a number like seventy billion, which that university is probably not even worth.
5: Oh no, and they don't you know they don't have an endowment of of, seventy four billion. Harvard is fifty billion, and it's been a lot longer than this school.
6: You just look uh, foolish at that point.
5: Um, one lady says that those enslaved were robbed of wages and treated with cruelty, Uh, and even though they've taken the steps. Mere acknowledgements do not make them whole. How are they not whole? They never met or knew the people that they're, they're, they're you know, that's that's like a Cherokee Indian, you know, with 8% suing in the United States because his great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather was killed by, uh, you know, Europeans. Stupid. Uh, When we get back, we will get to your remarks. And I knew this was kind of, and I I practiced this myself. Gen Zers are now, when they want to get laid, pretending to be woke. Remember, liberal chicks are easy. Stick around. That's next. Look, I've, I've practiced it. Back when I lived in Austin, Texas. <laughs> Hang on, this is Shannon Burke show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Well, there's a new problem the dating game for the Gen Z. They're delivering accounts of dating hardships brought about by the political divide between men and women. Data reflects that women especially refuse to date across party lines. Um, The majority of young women, 55%, say they won't even date a man who listens to the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, Young men are liberal, uh, young women are liberal and moving further left every day, while young men have been ticking uh, sharply conservative in the last half decade. That's a pattern that's been developing for 10 years. One guy... uh, Ricky Schlot, Gen Z fella, 25-year-old grad student in Washington D.C. who uh he told the uh author that as a traditional conservative, he masks his political identity entirely before and during dates with his contemporaries. He said he just have to assume most girls are progressive and constantly try to make sure you don't say the wrong thing. He's on a first date, I'm usually trying to gauge where they're coming from while I'm obfuscating my own views. Majority young, uh, on the other side of the equation, 64% of young men think it's a red flag to identify as a communist from women. (laughs) Apparently that's rather popular. Uh, Saying Black Lives Matter was also found to be a turnoff for a third of young men, whereas nearly two-thirds of young women say that supporting Black Lives Matter is a green flag. (laughs) That's true. In Austin, Texas. When I was a single man, uh, there was a, a woman I met, and we uh, got around to coming back to my house after, you know, a couple of times seeing her, and I were getting in my car to come to my house, go to my house, and she goes, you don't have any guns in your house. Do you have like, no, of course not. Meanwhile, I had a. Probably 11, 10 or eleven guns in the house. Did in you have closet. to
6: like uh, tell her, "Hey, I I gotta like clean up just a second, <laughs> run the house, like pulling the guns, uh, <laughs> throwing guns in drawers," and
5: um, and it's true. That's uh, you know, then eventually this is just a nookie date, right? Because you uh, eventually they're gonna find out that you're not uh, a lefty.
6: You gotta play the long con.
5: Heather thinks maybe her husband pulled this on her. <laughs> Did he pull it on you, Heather?
7: I- I'm not sure. I'm not sure.
5: He's not as conservative as you think he might have been?
7: No, definitely not anymore, at least. <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, uh, in England, Germany, and notably South Korea, men are taking a sharp turn to the right, while women are staying to the left. As a matter of fact, in South Korea, there is a movement they, of women that uh, they see that all of society is, is sexist and is not conducive. To females being able to thrive, they have stopped having babies. This what they called the 4 B" movement, where women are refusing to marry, date, have children, and have heterosexual sex. They just—they might not be lesbians, but they're—they are for the cause.
6: They've ascended. That's like the next level of feminism is be is so feminist that you're going to take down the patriarchy to become gay. Not that you are gay, you're just going to be gay just to take down the patriarchy.
5: Yes. <laughs> the, the, the birth rate there is like 0.78 per births per woman. It should be 2.1 I think or 1.8 something like that. Uh the uh one dude anecdotally Writes that modern dating via app has become coded exercise for men and, and an exhibitionist show for progressive women. Young men label themselves as moderate if they're conservatives and liberal if they're moderate. One um, such case told, uh, told her that he pretends he's woke because, quote, a guy's got to get laid. He said, putting it out there that you're a conservative is a death wish. On the other hand, it said women project their politics openly and radically. One woman under post said, "I'm weirdly attracted to comrades. My love language is Marxist political theory."
11: <laughs> uh,
5: well, the true uh, the, the 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 thing is, that just fine. You know, well, these guys don't. That's not. They're not looking for a long term relationship, right?
6: No, if, I mean, if you're if you're going in there and uh man bunning it up and uh talking about how much you love veganism and uh <laughs> you hate Joe Rogan you're you're there's only so long you can keep that up
5: yeah meat is murder maybe throw yeah. that in there uh, all right let's uh dip into our remarks for today from the Florida Man Radio app powered by Morris Family Farms and Morganic Meats your home for archive podcasts commercial free stuff posted nightly uh, uh A great way to listen to every show on this station. Um, And at the bottom, there's a microphone button that will allow you to leave us a little message.
2: Hey, catching up on yesterday's show, uh, the end, end of the show, the comments, that guy with the smoke smoked and fried wings, he's not kidding, man. I do that. I do the same thing. Smoke them a you know, couple hours at 200, 225, and then I get a Dutch right. oven out, throw that thing on top of the smoker and heat that bad boy up, get some oil going and flash fry them for, you know, two, three minutes, and then right. baste
6: them in sauce. Oh, my God, they're good. All right. Be-do-be-do, All right. looking forward to today's show, boys. Thank you.
5: Star Trek guy here. I think I found the perfect job for myself.
10: I'm scrolling through my feeds. What do I run across? Democrats demand fifty dollars per hour minimum wage for federal workers. I think I'm going to find me a new job now. Be do be do.
5: Um, that's Barbara Lee running for Senate in California. She's proposing a fifty dollars minimum wage for federal uh, by the federal government. What does that mean? proposing a $50 per hour minimum wage by the federal government, like the federal government demanding that it's $50, or just only if you like work.
6: A, like a nationwide minimum $50. Yeah.
7: or a $50 an hour federal minimum wage, that's seven times the current national minimum wage of seven twenty-five an hour. Can you explain how that would be economically sustainable for small
2: businesses? You have 60 seconds. First, let me say, I um, owned and ran a small business for um, 11 years. I created hundreds of jobs, Benefits, retirement benefits, also health care benefits. I know what worker productivity means, and that means that you have to make sure that your employees are taken care of and have a living wage. In the Bay Area, uh, I believe it was the United Way, came out with a report that uh, very recently, $127,000 for a family of four is just barely enough to get by.
5: Uh, At $50 an hour, your burger flipper will take home $104,000 a year.
6: I I don't think they just do not understand how inflation works. You can do that. Uh, Money is fake for the most part. Uh, You know, we got rid of the uh, gold uh, standard. For the most part, money is fake. We can print it up as we feel. Not to to an employer. (laughs) When you do those type of things, it does cause insane inflation. If you tell everybody, all right, now everybody's making $50, uh, you know, $50 an hour, uh, it goes to the point where you're going to be carrying a wheelbarrow full of money right. down the street <clears throat> to go buy bread.
5: That's Yeah, that's insanity. She's just trying to buy some votes more than anything. That'll never happen.
2: I just want to say, with all the stuff going on in the world, happy Valentine's Day, Heather. I love you.
7: Happy Valentine's, Mommy. I love you.
2: Aw,
5: is that your husband?
7: Yeah, but it doesn't really sound like them.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh.
0: Hey, guys. I'm from uh, northern New York, up around that northern border uh, with Canada. That's a long, desolate
5: nothingness of a border with all sorts of side-by-side and four-wheeler and snowmobile trails back and forth. For years, the Indian tribes there have used that area to smuggle untaxed cigarettes across the border back and forth. It is desolate and... There's just nobody there. Uh, that's awful place. B-2-B-2. <laughs> it's going to be
9: cold. you got to give the Democrats credit. They are masters. They stick together over everything. You know, you had a couple of their members that were publicly anti-Israel, and they didn't say anything. Republican would have done that. It would have been all over. You know, you had Santos in New York. I don't think he got arrested or indicted. He was just a freak, and Republicans voted him out. But you had... Menendez has been, like, indicted for, like, bribery and corruption, and Democrats won't even vote to get him out. Yep.
0: The Democrats are losing support of blacks and Hispanics, so bring in millions of poor people dependent on the Democrats. Then, their long game is after the 2030 census, there will be more Democrats added to Congress and eventually make them voting citizens. Beating, kind of funny that for a little over a year now Jesse Waters has been calling KJP the binder, and now we find out Trump has the binder. It kind of smells like a Trump card to me.
8: Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Got a
0: dude. You that. John Deere, that, and that's the guy teaching people. <laughs> 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 that's too much, man. That's disgusting. You ruined my whole year. Now, yesterday it was just yesterday, but now GD.
5: John Deere should come out with a statement that their handles are not to be put in any inserted to any they're rectum.
6: They're going to have to put a sticker on there that says, "Please do not insert in rectum." <laughs> do
5: not insert in rectum.
0: They should have known something was up with that Penn State teacher since his first award-winning book was titled Anus Enlargement for Dummies. be do If memory serves me correct, and it probably doesn't because I just hit a bowl, but huh. last election, Soros bought a majority stake in La Raza, the Hispanic radio station, didn't he? Or yep. am I remembering something incorrectly? He did. He,
5: I think he did buy...
6: Yeah, he did.
3: Yeah, Shannon, felony uh, criminal mischief is damages over $1,000. I may or may not have gotten one of those charges.
0: <laughs>
6: <laughs> I think they should ban black rubber tires and only make ones that are rainbow-colored rubber. So every time someone peels out They leave a streak of (laughs) love and unity behind.
0: Uh. It's all part of the liberal plan to close the school and house the homeless in there. Could be. Man, you guys talk about a cake job. You get a government boat that's been seized sitting there doing nothing. Uh, 25, 30 person crew That's a big orgy They ain't doing nothing but eating good Drinking everything that was left on the
6: boat And having a good time Sign me up bro That's a big crew That would be a good job Yeah I mean they're just there all the time You gotta go in uh, make sure the rooms are fluffed and uh, Big old layout on the
5: deck Have some lobster
2: Not bad Hey, this is Robert uh, in the Panhandle. I think the guy on the uh, burnout with the uh, pride flag is uh, being a little bit misunderstood. I think he's just trying to make it a little bit more inclusive by trying to uh, put a little black in there and get the Black Lives Matter back into it. do,
5: Oh, he should say that in his defense. I found that flag to but not be inclusive of black Americans, Your Honor.
6: Mm-hmm. There were a couple colors still missing out of there.
2: So I'm just curious, man, if uh, these 70 slaves were working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, at what point in time were they able to get jiggy with it and have babies (laughs) so that they would have descendants who can now claim that uh, they're due some money?
0: Jeff from Crestview again. You know, let's just call reparations what they are. They're low-life people trying to ride on the legacy coattails of their ancestors and get rich off of it. They're pieces of crap. Let's call it what it is.
5: And I, I'm wondering their argument, <clears throat> since they, the descendants of slaves, will um, ultimately likely have their own descendants, does it stop with them or does everyone else from here on in get a, pay, a payout?
6: Well, from here on in until someone actually gets paid out. I mean, Shannon, it really shouldn't seem odd at all that guys will do anything to get laid, so, you know, that's a very minor one. But I, I in fact, uh, there's this chick that's really liberal, but she's super hot, um, and she still doesn't know where I stand on my political views. Um, I I stand with her liberal views when I'm with her,
5: as
9: far as she knows. She must be hot. Is <laughs> he $70 billion for some work that they're great, 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 whoever did before they knew them or anything. Man, I wonder if the university could probably tack in there, well, the cost of room and board, subtract that, <laughs> you know, plus the interest on that, then take that from the $70 billion, which would probably equal $69 billion.
6: I, I don't know. It's crazy.
5: I think the the worst thing you can do is acknowledge that number.
6: Yeah, you laugh at them. Yeah, you laughing right in their face. <laughs> no. and don't
5: don't try to uh, you know budget them. You know negotiate it down. Just it, it, it don't acknowledge it.
0: So just to let you guys know how dedicated I am, uh, I had a dentist appointment at three o'clock. Obviously, my mouth is still numb, <laughs> and had an ear mud in my ear, listening to the show the whole time. You ready to me to.
5: <laughs> You're a little, stole, uh, yep. uh, little no. Thank you very much. That's real dedication.
7: Hey, I wonder how many
2: migrants a mega yacht can house. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great to let them just wreck a couple of them and see how that goes? <laughs> Maybe you would have a field day, hopefully. Bidu, bidu.
5: Yeah, before you know it, you, you'd hear that motor start. up. I mean, where are they going? <laughs> Jose!
6: <laughs> Adios, let me go! Fiesta! <laughs>
0: Ah, Shanson and other guy and Hunlo. like always. <laughs> My great 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 grandfather Hawkunglo, he was slave back in day. He worked on railroad, also work as a laundry guy, and then worked stable boy. Can I get that other guy to figure out price so I can get the lawyer and get some money? Okay. Thank you. I mean, there were,
5: there, you know, a lot of uh, Chinese, uh, we're going to call them slaves, indentured, I don't know what you want to call them, built the railroad. Hey, them lawyers for the slave descendants or whatever, uh, they're forgetting a little something. Uh, what about uh, the free food and housing? You going to take out for
4: that there, smart guy? You take off a little bit, a little bit off the top? <laughs>
2: Attack New York City officers, you get out free, get on a plane, go to California, burn some rubber,
0: and they want to put an ankle bracelet on you.
2: (laughs) Hey, we can all agree that uh, slavery is evil and no human being should ever be owned by another person regardless of your race. Having said that, reparations are a joke. The uh, black economist, Thomas Sowell, once posed a question to black Americans to ask themselves, if black slavery had never, ever existed, would you be better off or worse off today? Bidu Bidu.
5: Yeah, that's a fiery argument.
9: Hey, guys, happy hump day. F-Dub in the tub up here in Okaloosa. Hey, what the Dems are trying to do is uh, they're going to make everybody a war to the state. And here you go with this big socialist package. They're going to print more money, just like they're doing. Crumble everybody. The people that have, have. And the people that don't, don't. Uh, Anyway, my buddy, he's a FedEx pilot for 40 years. Married a Russian girl up in Seattle. And uh, he said they call it the meat grinder over there in Ukraine. They can't win.
5: The meat grinder. Oh, all the deaths.
0: You know. That all those women going gay thing kind of reminds me of a South Park episode. Remember they were trying to prevent the future from happening by all the men getting in a giant pile and having a big uh, gay sex pile. Back to the pile.
4: (laughs) Okay, I'll say it. It sounds like young women are getting dumber,
0: not smarter, dumber.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
9: Wasn't there a time not long ago where if you were, like, a Marxist or a communist and using words like that, you were put on a list, like, immediately? People visited
6: you for good reason. Yep. Now you put in your dating profile.
5: And get laid. Now you brag about it now.
0: Every, uh, Shannon, I think you've got it all wrong about these migrants. Every, the two I have here, we're getting along swimmingly they've taken over my computer system they're in the kitchen no spicy food yet a lot of fish and rice and they have definitely an affinity for the color red but I tell you one thing when they get in the laundry you've never had anything as crisp and white and folded it's quite amazing God bless Oh yeah, Valentine's Day the greatest of the Hallmark Holidays makes as much sense as 2 months' salary for an engagement ring, or I'm from the government, and I'm here to help you. Don't believe the hype. Love your spouse every do be B-do-b-do. Good plan. You can't even throw a Super Bowl parade these days without nine people getting shot with one killed. What the hell?
5: Man. Yeah, they're just giving an update.
0: Hey, guys.
4: Uh... I tell you what, man, I told a chick I was the the king of England if I thought she'd fall for it to get in her drawers. I think guys are just soft today compared to what we were. Uh I'm not saying they're not you know, there's exceptions, probably a lot more in, than everybody's making out, but I'd said who wouldn't know, if, you know.
5: Court how fine she was, I guess. How desperate you needed it. Vd, Do. hmm <laughs> Well, my dog didn't sound too manly in the background. Tell <laughs> Star Trek out
9: here. Guess I was too stoned and read that article wrong. But still, a government job I think would be great for me. Compared to Biden, my stoner butt can do run circles around him. I'm going to start looking into that. b 2 b do. Great
5: show like always. It, fed jobs are uh, hard to get fired from. Come on. Virtually impossible.
6: Guy, Biden works more than you do all day in, in one hour. In a single hour.
0: Hey, Shando, Great show, man. You know how John Jensen says that Trump needs to quit talking about the, the uh, rigged election and the stolen election? wonder what he's got to say now. Mm-hmm. That it's the same thing. Yep.
6: Hey, Heather, what's up, baby? Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, Just so you know, there's a load of laundry and the dryer that needs to be folded (laughs) when you get home.
0: I, for one, am overjoyed that those wacky women will not be procreating. Thank you, wacky women. I don't know why you
9: guys are getting on the Penn State guy for getting his freak on. I mean, at least he wasn't diddling little boys True. like the rest of them up there are doing. Yep. Yeah.
0: I may be wrong because I just hit another bone. But the Star Trek guy just begging to get kicked in the nuts. <laughs> oh, in your husband. I just want to say happy Valentine. I love you. Okay, got to go. See you at home, honey. I <laughs>
5: Those are all we have time for right now. Are we going to get dark next?
6: We're going to solve some crimes, medieval style. Medieval style? Oh, yeah. Medieval investigation crime or just... Yep. Some the the criminal investigation techniques in the medieval era. <laughs> I can't wait.
5: Hang on. It's the Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. WFYY HD3 Windermere.
4: WXUS HD3. W266 DY Donnellan. WZLB Valparaiso. Florida Man Radio.
5: Travis Kelsey is uh, about to debut as a film producer um, the very first movie using uh, financed using President Biden's green energy tax credits
6: hmm I still I need to get into actually how this works because how do you finance a movie which again involves money exchanging hands to buy everything that's involved for a movie with Tax, tax credits.
5: Tax credits. There is a... Uh, the tax credit, using renewable tax credits. Carbon tax? To finance a film called My Dead Friend Zoe. It's headed for South by Southwest. It stars people you don't know, except for Ed Hare. Oh, Morgan Freeman's in it as well. It's his first foray into movies, serving as an executive producer. The investors in this low budget dark comedy include... Kelsey, he's investing in it, uh, are first to take advantage of the Inflation Reduction Act to finance a film. It costs less than $10 million. The Inflation Reduction Act, which doesn't do anything to reduce inflation, they say marks the single largest investment in climate and energy in American history, enabling America to tackle the climate crisis. Advancing environmental justice, securing America's position as a world leader in domestic clean energy and manufacturing and putting the United States on a pathway to achieving the Biden-Harris administration's climate goals. 0 Net zero by 2050. Uh, so, according to the, this movie, used money generated by green energy entrepreneur Mike Fields' sale of surplus tax credits. He's also a producer on the film. Because... A producer just means you give him money, right? You don't have anything else to do with
6: it. Basically, yeah. So he sold his tax credits that he had built up, and they gave him money. Who is giving him the money for these tax credits? Does I don't the, understand does it. He, right, i got to really look into it a little more. And maybe uh, is the government giving you money if you trade in these tax credits? You. And if that's the case, does that mean the government paid for this movie?
5: Used green energy entrepreneurs, a uh, surplus, of surplus tax credits. Does he, I mean, if you were given a tax credit, that means you just paid less tax. So it doesn't mean you, you could sell that. I don't, I don't quite, maybe you sell your right to a tax credit.
6: Uh, I get That's the way I've read it is.
5: Uh, so he's only an investor. He's only a producer because he's putting money in it. Who knows what it is? It costs less than $10 million to make. And, I, I, you know, I, only, I smell a rat because, you know, you've got uh, Travis and the, uh, and the Taylor thing, and, and she's already uh, indiced, uh, endorsed Biden the last time he ran 2020. She's likely to do so again. Uh, Travis Kelsey's a big Pfizer guy, so is uh, Taylor, and now they're making a movie using green energy tax credits. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, remember we we when Travis Kelsey had to buy a six million dollar house, we thought just to keep up with Taylor, you know, because she, she went. You know, I saw his other place; it didn't look like a crap place to me. It looked pretty nice. Yeah, but come on. Yeah, uh, it was really because he had to get away from her fans, who kept popping up and hanging out around his house. So now he's in a more secluded, gated community. Uh, but her fans forced him to buy a $6 million mansion, according to his brother Jason. Uh, he said the first day he moved into his new house at a gated community, someone knocks on the door, back window of the house. Uh, he said, you know, we're still learning. I mean, so listen, we've always been a big in the football world, Travis especially. The Taylor world and the pop culture world, that's a whole different level. You're in a different, it's just an added level. It's a new demographic that wasn't there before. Why would Jason have to be affected by it?
6: Uh, because he's become famous because of his brother.
5: Yeah, I guess. Well. Um, the woman is upset she got kicked off a plane. Uh, Canadian carrier WestJet booted from one of their flights because she went to the bathroom too much. Joanna Chu outlined the incident last week. Uh, she, I just got kicked off of a WestJet flight from Mexico. I had an upset stomach and I was going to the washroom too much before takeoff. No promise of hotel or rebook flight. I had meds and was on the mend. She apparently got the uh, Montezuma's revenge down there, but that's not that's not that's only from drinking the bad water, right?
6: Well, I mean, it's a you know stomach virus.
5: Uh, apparently, she had the runs pretty bad. <laughs> Uh, she was headed back to Canada, and she uh, she had the, the runs pretty bad. And the lady said, "What's going on? She's having a little bug, you know, stomach issue, stomach bug." Um, and if you go to, the, she said, "If you go to the bathroom before a flight, and the flight attendant asks you if you're sick, say you just have a small bladder. Don't tell him you, because that's why she had a stomach bug. And all oh, you got to get off,
6: yeah." Or you get everybody else uh, sick with norovirus, something like that. Um, I guess a lot of different stomach
5: bugs. Well, there's one that ran up around this area not too long ago, and that was a uh, it was a, a contagious thing. Former flight attendant said they made the, like, the, the right call. I can't vouch for how they communicated with you, but the decision wasn't wrong. Others were sympathized, uh, sympathized with her. Think she deserves better treatment. That's awful. Really, and adding insult to injury. Hope you feel better soon.
6: I, mean, I think the airlines made the right call. Now, could they have said, hey, we need to get you off of this flight because we don't want to get an entire flight of people sick. We'll uh, put you up in a hotel for a day. Right. And if you feel better tomorrow, then we'll get you on a flight.
5: Ma'am, are you all right in there? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, it does seem like they were a little weird about she left a bunch of stuff on the plane. They wouldn't get her, give her stuff to her. Uh, money was at a carry on and stuff like that. Yeah, they probably all landed in uh, Vancouver and uh, had diarrhea mm-hmm. the whole, whole way
6: there. <laughs> Cursing that lady. Yeah.
5: Uh, Sharon Stone has complained it's very expensive being famous.
6: Oh, boo hoo.
5: Yeah. What's she worth? Like $45 million? Something yeah, like that?
6: About $45 million.
5: So the problem is when you go out with all your friends, there's like 10 or 15 people at the table, guess who gets stuck with the check? The famous person, uh, and you get stuck with a $3,000 dinner check. It's very expensive to be famous. You're going out with the wrong people. Right? I mean, she can't look. If you're a big famous uh, whatever, muckety-muck, I mean, I go, I go to, uh, uh, to dinner with people that have much more money than I do. I never expect them to take, pick up the check.
6: Yeah, she needs better friends. If all 15 of her friends are like, ah, Sharon's got it again. she got this one, big money
5: bags. Showed her beaver in that one show. <laughs> well, boo hoo. Let's get dark.
6: Let's do that.
4: It's disturbing history with Easy. There's a lot of history out there. Some of it isn't in the books.
6: Ah, uh, yes. Uh, were you a uh, big CSI fan? When it like first uh, came out, yeah.
5: When it very first came out, but then there became so many other shows that were really like it or kind of like yeah, it. Yeah, this went
6: spin off so crazy, so
5: confusing to me.
6: Like CSI Vegas and then CSI Miami were kind of the pinnacles, and then it got all all spin offy and crazy. Yeah. Uh, but modern crime scene investigation has come a long way in actually a very short time. It was not all that great for most of history, and just recently has it actually come along to actually catching the bad guys because. For the most part, throughout history, uh, if you killed somebody, you got away with it. Really? Yeah, really, quite a bit. And we're going to talk about a time period uh, specifically where people were pretty much getting away with everything because uh, the way that you uh, investigated a crime usually was kind of a religious thing, but uh, we'll talk about it here in a second. (laughs) Uh, It's been calculated that homicide levels in England during the medieval era were 10 times of what it is today. Wow. Records suggest that half of all murders resulted from simple arguments. Go out and have a couple of pints and you have an argument. Call the no, yeah. you're dead. Only some Italian city-states had salaried law enforcers at the time. Uh, as one would expect from a society with no police force, the majority of murders simply fled the scene and were never caught again. But surprisingly, during this time period, you actually never counted something you would think you would see, which is a lot of serial killers. I think a lot of them. maybe they just didn't... Uh, Connect the dots. I think they were. They
5: they couldn't imagine that one dude was doing all of these things. Yeah, I think there were more Jack the Ripper uh,
6: area. Yeah, but even then, I think there were more. uh, It just there there wasn't a serial killer like you would think serial killer, which was they did the same motive, they did the same thing. A lot of serial killers aren't like that. A lot of serial killers are the guy that goes out and uh, bludgeons a homeless guy to death because he likes it, and then he goes and he'll kill somebody different. They're not uh, really rare, kind of rare to actually see a true uh, motivated killer like that that does certain things certain ways. It's why people like the uh, the uh, Hillgo Beach murderer dude was free for so long because right. uh, uh, because of the fact he had a weird wasn't exactly the same motive all the time.
5: Right, Jack the Ripper did the same thing.
6: Yeah, he, he really did. Uh, One of the really only times during that period was uh, Gies de Rye. Uh, He kidnapped, sexually abused, murdered about 100 boys. He was a a monster. Uh, The church, though, which should have been a refugee for the violent world itself, sanctioned torture and execution for heretics. So, you know, they were doing some violence as well. Right. Uh, They were considered a just war, which was holy violence to enforce moral conformity. This extended individuals and families, and it was a veritable license to kill as well. Uh, killers who did get caught often went unpunished. Claims of self-defense and homicides born out of hot-blooded passion were tickets to a quick acquittal. Some prisoners swiftly bribed the authorities and others head off into the re- religious sect to disappear. And did all become super religious? Well, you know how a guy in prison, you always read the story, like uh, uh, Joe murdered 12 people, but once he got to prison, did he find God? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they all know, He all needs do. to be released yeah. from prison. Basically kind of the same thing. And only 12 to 20% of homicide cases actually ended up in a conviction. How many? 12 to 20%. Wow. Wow. Well, it's not that much better now. Uh, It's a lot better to 60% maybe, 70%? In the early Middle Ages, finding a criminal relied more on superstition than fact-based investigation. The belief that God punishes the guilty and protects the innocent gave rise to several procedures to uncover God's judgment. Someone accused of a crime could gather a number of people to swear their innocence in a method called compurgation. Or trial by oath. Trial by oath. Yeah. So what you would do is uh, now how we have character w- witnesses. Yeah. You know you you call up and then like uh, yeah um, Shannon would never kill that guy. He's a great guy. He's a yeah. dude, great dude. Uh, basically that's what you did, but you had to have a number. What do you mean? The number of oath takers varied with the seriousness of the crime. Uh, Germanic queen Uta, uh, she was accused of adultery in 1899. And she was exonerated by the oaths of 82 knights confirming her chastity. That's right. 82 knights knew that Queen Uta never got down. How would all these
5: knights know? Because they took a a try at it and
6: she turned them down? No, you just have to come out and say it. Uh, On the other hand, though, uh, there was a Welshman. He was charged with poisoning. He was required to present 600 oath takers for his defense. Um, There were no 600 people. No 600 people. So you're going to to be killed. you are going to jail, Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, that persisted until the 16th century as a method. If one could not find an oath taker on one's behalf, he could try it by ordeal, which was the medieval version of a lie detector. The most common were, were ordeals of fire and water. Wait, wait, wait. wait. How do they use fire and water to see if you're lying? In the first instance, a suspect was required to carry a red hot iron with his bare hands for nine feet. Oh. If the wound healed within three days. Innocent. <laughs> of course. That's... Wait.
5: If the wound healed, it's completely healed. Yep. There's no way. Uh, if it festered,
6: he was guilty. <laughs> you got uh, a festering wound. Now, water. This is how we tried witches as well. Remember, see they school. float. Uh, the accused was thrown into a river. If he sank, it was a sign of God's acceptance. Definitely an innocent dude. Uh, if he floated, it meant the water, and God was rejecting him. He was a guilty if man. Do think they, he-
5: they ever said themselves, wait a second. If it sinks, that means they're not a witch, but... If they, but they'll also die because yes. they can't breathe. How but, about if you sink a little bit because you evacuated all the air from your lungs, and then you bounce up and get to take a breath?
6: Uh, you're in a gray area,
5: <laughs> it's just.
6: Uh, now you would think that these are a lot of uh, believing that uh, God made made the decision to save this person or 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 take this person. You would think the church would be behind it, but it's not. No. Uh, the tr- actually, these trials by our ordeal deal did not sit well with the church, which felt it was inappropriate to ask God for a miracle on demand. I mean, These would be a miracle. If he, if a good dude holds a hot iron bar for nine feet and his wound heals in three days, that's a miracle. So by asking God to give this guy a miracle just to prove he's innocent, it uh, was completely wrong. In 2015, it forbade priests from blessing the hot iron water used in the trials, rendering any result invalid. Through a decree by King Henry III in 1219, The jury, which before this decided who should undergo the ordeal, now became an investigative fact-finding body that determined guilt through evidence. Look at that. You actually had investigators. Finally. Not not throw them in the river. (laughs) So it's common knowledge that torture was used in the Middle Ages to elicit confessions. What is less well known is that judicial torture had rules and procedures to follow to ensure that a suspect's admission of guilt was reliable. Just like we have them now. That that his torture admission
5: made. of guilt? Yes. Well, if he admits his guilt, you've got your man.
6: Yeah, but they had standards, uh, so you could not put the red hot poker up his anus and, and get the, oh, if he yeah. confessed then, you're like, ah, okay, that was, come on, everybody's going to confess to that. <laughs> As it was understood, even then, the accused would say anything just to stop torture. So, of course, when trials by ordeal were banned in 1215, jurists searched for a way to replace what they imagined to be the absolute proof offered by the test with uh, adjudication by fallible human judges instead of God. Now we have the Wiggy guys. The system devised devised required the testimony of two unimpeachable eyewitnesses for conviction. Uh, There's still the Mormon church uses this as well for uh, when it comes to uh, sexual assaults.
5: Well, you have to have two people that witness you sexually assaulting another person?
6: Yes, for you (laughs) to be convicted. That's going to be difficult. Exactly. That's why they have a very low conviction rate when when it comes to things like that. Uh, the, uh, the system vibe required testimony to well, only this or the accused voluntary confession could be actually secure conviction. Circumstantial evidence was not enough. It didn't matter if the suspect was seen fleeing the scene of the crime or the murder weapon was found in his possession. Only if he was seen actually killing the victim could he be judged guilty. In a desire for absolute certainty jurists had set the bar too high way too high. The fact that you, you if if you stepped around a corner and stabbed a guy like five times and then stepped out of the corner even covered, covered in blood like I didn't kill him. I didn't see him kill anybody. Uh, so as one might expect this law made it childish simple to get away with murder in cases of clandestine clandestine crimes voluntary confession was the only way to get a conviction but judges wanted torture to be applied to only those most likely guilty. To obtain probable cause for torture there must be halt proof against the suspect say one eyewitness or finding both the murder weapon, quarter proof, and loot belonging to the witness, quarter proof, in the suspect's possession. So if you get the loot, the knife, you've got enough as a person in a witness. Oh, okay. Or one witness. I get it, yeah. If you have one witness, you can torture. Jeez. Confessions obtained by torture were considered voluntary only if the accused repeated it back in court. Which, of course, he's going to do. If you've been peeling his toenails off for the last couple days and you say, Ah, yeah, I did it. And then they bring you back in, they're like, All right, you don't, you say you did, and we're going to start peeling toenails off again. They, they usually, the people say yes. Uh, Safeguard against this, this, confessions were required to be independently corroborated by other evidence. Uh, it is simply a myth that torture was used willy nilly and without restraint in the Middle Ages to say, as historian Michael Foucault did, uh, the medieval Europe was the country of tortures dotted with wheels, gibbets, and gallows and pillories might be somewhat excessive, there actually was a method to the madness of their torture, even if it was weirdly offsetting. You you got half the evidence you can torture.
5: As a a sentence or as a punishment?
6: Uh, No, that's how you can can get it. So, if you have no evidence, nobody saw it, you got no knife, you got no loot, you can't torture for confession. If you get one witness or... You get the loot and the knife, so you got another half of, enough to get a full witness, then you can torture for a confession. Jesus. Uh, a method of ferreting out a murder that survived beyond the Middle Ages to at least the late 17th century was cruination, or the ordeal of the beer. Ancients believed that recently dead were somehow still conscious, and uh, beer, B-I-E-R, not yeah. beer, B-E-R. Uh, who were still conscious could display indignation in the presence of their murderer. (laughs) It was thought that the touch of the killer would cause the corpse's blood to flow again. So in the Middle Ages, a slain victim was laid naked on his back and the suspect was made to approach the body, calling out its name repeatedly. The suspect circled the body twice or thrice, lightly stroking its wounds. If uh, fresh bleeding appeared, or if the mouth foamed, or if the body moved at all, the suspect was guilty. Sometimes, I wonder if that
5: ever resulted in a guilty. Uh
6: probably quite a bit. More like the movement. I think if you you got a guy circling around yelling out the guy's name, touching wounds, and they see like the foot flop over like, "Ah, I got him guilty." You did it, guys. <laughs> uh, sometimes if no suspect was to be found, the entire community was required to pass by the body. It was hard to overcome such superstition, and cremation persisted as late as 1688 when it was accepted as evidence by the Edinburgh High Court. A calling the cops was not an option when a body was found. In England, the person who discovered the corpse was called the first finder. It was their responsibility to raise the hue and cry, as in scream bloody murder, or some such alarm to call the neighbors. In a close-knit community where everyone knew each other and presumably their mu- movements, it was likely a suspect might be identified forthwith. A first finder was who chose not to be involved by backing out superstitiously out of the scene risked being fined if found out. So if you're the first person that found a body and you don't yell, you're actually in trouble. Oh, really? The neighbors then took it upon themselves to That's arrest That's like a good Samaritan suspect. law, right? More or less? Kind of. Uh, then it would look for evidence of guilt. If he fled, they must pursue him. If he resisted arrest, they were permitted to kill the man on spot. Jeez. So if you were the first finder and you come across a body and you're like, Whoa, not today. I got other stuff going on. You start backing away and someone else finds it. They point you out. And you're like, whoa, 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 something's going on. You turn and sprint. They had the option of killing you at that point.
5: Wow. Not assuming that you did it just because you didn't uh, uh, react to it properly? Yep.
6: Uh, I was charged to further investigate the case if evidence was absent or insufficient. Uh, When it came to autopsies, the first recorded autopsy was performed on Julius Caesar in 44 B.C. by Antistius who singled out among 23 stab wounds, the one through Caesar's chest as the fatal blow and had ruptured his aorta. English coroners were handicapped by their inability to perform autopsies. They were not physicians themselves and had to consult outside experts to help them assess unnatural death. Being those that not open a body, uh, Northern Europeans, including the English, had a peculiar notions about the dead. They believed the soul separated slowly from the body in sync with later decom, so autopsies were taboo. If you opened up a body too early, the soul could escape you know, uh, just willy-nilly like a balloon. There it goes. In, in, <laughs> uh, on uh, the, especially in Italy, there was there was areas where a soul was believed to separate immediately from the corpse. So autopsies were regularly performed by medical professionals ap- called upon to investigate a suspicious death. The first explicitly forensic for legal as opposed to purely academic reasons autopsy was carried out by Bartolomeo Varnania in 1302 upon the request of a Bolognese magistrate. A Bolognese? hmm Love it. Uh, reliance by Continental Courts on the expert testimony of professionals, but the forensic science way ahead of England's in that time period. And then we'll end with one little quick case right here, and we'll talk about the case of the Bloody Sickle. The Bloody Sickle? Yep. 1235. Uh... A man named Song was su- was summoned to investigate the murder of a peasant in a rural village. Uh, he had been found hacked to death by the roadside. Uh, by testing different types of blades on the animal's carcass and comparing the cuts to the victim's wounds, Song concluded that the murder weapon was a sickle. As uh, the Song C, who was kind of really the some real crime fighting right he there, he was one of the modern uh, leaders of forensics. Uh, this indicated the killer was most likely a peasant who had a sickle. Song ordered the ten or so villagers who owned sickles to lay them out, out in the hot afternoon sun. After a while, flies began to buzz over one particular sickle. It appeared clean, but the flies were attracted to the residual smell and traces of blood and tissue uh, the human eye and nose could barely detect. Faced with this overwhelming evidence, the owner of the sickle confessed. This is the first murder case ever solved by forensic entomology. Oh wow. Using bugs. Yeah, interesting. Tell In his manual, Song also... Uh, describes how to tell the time of death from the appearance of maggots on the body, and this time period that he was working around about 800 years ago that he was figuring this out. So, hmm.
9: pretty.
5: Well, 800 years ago, we used f- forensics for the first time. Well, some was. Yeah, no, what? No one else thought it was hocus pocus.
6: Uh, yeah, it took a lot longer for uh, Western areas to, to catch kind of yeah. catch on. <laughs> Believe me. Oh, that's not the right one.
5: I'm way off. <laughs> Let me return. Uh, you may have a TikTok accent um, if you use TikTok. Well, apparently, using it, you have, you you, ad, um, you adapt to, I guess, other TikTok videos you've seen, and you. Uh, it's a lot like uh, AOC's accent.
6: Hi guys Uh, Click the like and uh, subscribe button Uh, Today we're going to talk about our Stanley Cups And uh, I got the pink one
5: Scientists have grown the most freaky Franken food ever But this one sounds like it could be delicious Stick around, it's the Shannon Burke Show On the Florida Man Radio Network How do you get your Florida Man Radio fix? In the car, on your radio at 105.5 FM
4: crystal clear HD audio on your HD radio at 103.1 HD3. In the office or working from home, we're streaming live at floridamanradio.com or on your Alexa device by saying play 105.5 Florida Man Radio. Out and about, listen live, anytime, anywhere on the free Florida Man Radio app. Florida Man Radio is everywhere. everywhere.
3: You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge.
5: This happened uh, up in Okaloosa County. A cop has uh, turned in his badge there. Uh, Okaloosa County Sheriff's Deputy Jesse Hernandez handed in his badge uh, in December following a November 12th Fort Walton Beach incident. We love Fort Walton Beach, by the way. So, he had a guy, black guy, handcuffed in the backseat of his patrol car. Uh, And then, uh, things got squirrely. According to his body camera, that's just been released. That's why we're hearing about it more today. Uh, He had responded to a complaint from the dude's girlfriend, alleged... Man had committed grand theft auto, threatened her, was in possession of multiple firearms and a silencer. Uh, he was detained, searched, cuffed, placed in the backseat of Hernandez car while deputies searched the woman's stolen for the woman's stolen car. While he, he approached the right rear door to search the suspect again, he mistook the sound of an acorn hitting the car for a gunshot. And here is what it sounded like. I didn't even hear the thing. He, this guy f- jumped, le- jumped on the ground like a gopher trying to get in a hole. He's immediately on the ground. Oh, I'm going to try to start it again. I think you hear it earlier.
6: Yeah, it sounds like a firecracker sound a little bit. That's it.
0: Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired! He's rolling around. Shots fired!
5: Now he's shooting. You know. Shooting at the guy in the backseat of his car. Oh, Listen.
8: I'm hit. I'm hit.
5: He claims that he's been hit. Empties one clip.
8: What? i the car. I shot the, the car. Oh.
5: By the way, this guy has not been shot.
6: Yeah. Did he hurt himself when he fell on the ground? And yes. He was, he was I, really,
5: I think he fell on some, some of his equipment and it felt bad. Other other cops are involved now. They're shooting at the car. Sergeant Beth Roberts, who was also uh, uh, open fire, was exonerated. Listen, he admits he's not shot. Maybe he hit his vest. He's still on the ground, by the way. I'm I'm good. I feel weird, but I'm good. I feel weird now. I was shopping. Now I just feel weird.
0: I'm good. I'm good.
5: (laughs) He's still hiding behind his car. Or a car. Some dude's Tesla. Oh, no. oh, get back. No. Get back. Cops are telling everyone in the neighborhood to get down, and get back in your house.
9: I might have hit my vest.
5: Might have hit his vest. Get back. Get back. Get back. Get back. So I'm gonna speed ahead because there's like two more minutes on this thing. I don't know when he. Stop right there. The lady's freaking out. She thinks her, her man has been shot to death. I I One of this goes all the way to the open the door of the car, and the guy's got, what's up, dude? <laughs> Who are you, shooting you shot at? me. <laughs>
8: uh,
5: A thousand other cars show up. Now the guy's finally being able to stand up in front of the car he's hiding behind.
9: I don't know. It felt like it.
5: It felt like it. He must have never been shot before. All of that for an acorn. This guy must have been keyed up. You know, uh, uh, itchy trigger finger. Uh, He, you know, that didn't sound like a gunshot.
6: I mean, no. And he... Unloaded a clip into an area that he wasn't even aware that's where the gunshot came from.
5: Right. He, I guess he thought the, the guy in the car who he'd cuffed and searched somehow pulled a pistol out of his butt and uh, was able to use it even though he was cuffed.
6: Yeah, and then injured himself leaping to the ground and continued so he felt he needed to load another clip and try to fire again.
5: Uh, investigators concluded that Hernandez was culpable for a policy violation regarding excessive use of control to resistance. Uh, Robert's use of deadly force was objectively reasonable. Um, they, uh, no criminal ch- charges were filed against the officer. We're very thankful that Mr. Jackson wasn't injured. And we have no reason to think former Deputy Hernandez acted with any malice. Those actions were uh, ultimately not warranted. We do believe he felt his life was in immediate peril, and his response was based on the totality of circumstances surrounding that fear. So they, where, where, would they have fired him, or, are they, or they, were, they needed to fire him? I mean, he didn't, he didn't hurt anyone.
6: Yeah, you got to fire him. I don't care. Basically, yeah, loose cannon. Yeah, uh, there are so many great officers that do not need a guy that is going to yeah. uh, start firing randomly in a direction that he heard a gunshot from.
5: And then get other people to start firing at his car, too. Pretty, pretty scary. I know, the, uh, oh, no, not, not I know the sheriff, but I'm not, not Oklahoma County, I'm the sheriff. The latest Franken food. I don't know why we're doing this. I don't, I don't know what they're looking for. These are Korean scientists. You know, the Korean people love their rice. i married to one of them. I'm currently in possession of 45 pounds of rice and three rice cookers and a rice dispenser, believe it or not. Uh, well, they have really spiced it up. rice is really uh, uh flavorless unless you put something to it right you got to put something on it in it, stuff it, pour some stuff on there uh, they say the reason for this is because they they usually attain protein they need for meat. she says he says, but meat production consumes a lot of resources and water and releases a lot of greenhouse gas. La, 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 la. Um, for Koreans, rice. Rice and beef is a big deal, right? Well, they've taken out the middleman. They have grown rice with meat cells in the rice. It's an all-in-one ready meal. No, re- no reason to cook bulgogi beef or, uh, or anything else. You, you, it's all right there. In the rice, they first coated the rice with a fish gelatin. It's safe, and edible ingredient ingredient that the meat cells can latch on to the rice better. Cow muscle and fat stem cells are then seeded into the rice and left to culture in a Petri dish for 9 to 11 days. Cultured beef is grown from cow cells uh, inserted into, quote, biological scaffolding made from gelatin or collagen so it resembles a real cut of meat uh, scientists discovered that porous rice grains are full of nooks and crannies the perfect uh, natural scaffolding to grow beef cells uh, the product is a, it looks pink is it pink like a meat pink yes and it tastes like meat. They say they uh, the end product is mushy pink rice with a firm bite a creamy beefy taste with hints of almond and coconut oil
6: I'm not eating the franken beef
5: it could one day serve as food relief for famine military rations or even space
6: food that's all right little simmy if you want to make it to Mars eat your bowl of beef rice
5: <laughs> it it could only cost a buck fifty per kilo, where beef costs fifteen bucks per kilo.
6: Yeah, this this is the <clears> next step. We're going to be eating beef rice instead of real beef in the next couple of years.
5: How long will you get a beef banana? Well, you know, uh, 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 a beef a beef apple.
6: Well, more we'll probably get like. Uh, make sure you eat your beef protein bar, and you open it up. It's like right. It like it looks like a granola bar, but you know it's got some sort of protein in it. Taste. So
5: pour the a one sauce on it mm-hmm. and go to town. Yeah. That is GMO on steroids. I do like rice. uh, As long as it has something, you know, some meat in it.
6: I I mean, the bad part is it's probably insanely delicious. uh, But we keep, you know, being food gods and trying to uh, modify the world. We're going to do something dangerous at some point. Like what? What? I don't, We'll find out that the, uh, it, the beef rice gives you uh, uh, more nipples than you need yeah. or something like that. Well,
5: it could lead to uh, pork rice, duck rice, chicken rice, a whole line of flavored uh, rice with meat cells. Uh, earlier today, we started to hear breaking news about a threat. A serious national security threat. Here is Ian Sands.
10: Shortly before you came out, Congressman Mike Turner issued a statement saying that President Biden should declassify
11: intelligence related to a quote, serious national security threat. Um, What can you say about the threat? and what the administration plans to do.
10: So first, I reached out uh, earlier this week to the Gang of Eight uh, to offer myself up for a personal briefing to the Gang of Eight. And in fact, we scheduled a briefing for the four House members of the Gang of Eight tomorrow. Uh, That's been on the books. So I am a bit surprised that Congressman Turner came out publicly today in advance of a meeting on the books for me to go sit with him alongside our intelligence and defense professionals tomorrow. That's his choice to do that. All I can tell you is that I'm focused on going to see him, sit with him, as well as the other House members of the Gang of Eight tomorrow. And I'm not in a position to say anything further from this podium at this time. Uh,
5: uh, He released a letter regarding Turnitin. Regarding an urgent matter, quote, with regard to a destabilizing foreign military capability. And then you found out it was leaked.
6: Yep. And it's it is... Space nukes.
5: Space nukes. Mm-hmm. or Okay. So, uh, on Russian satellites, we're to believe that there are nuclear weapons on them.
6: Yes, that they launched them with nuclear capabilities not to uh, fire them back on Earth but to use them to fire and disrupt uh, your direct T V satellites, basically.
5: A nuke seems like overkill to disrupt a satellite.
6: I mean, it's difficult to uh, do those type of things in space where uh, you need propulsion and things like that, so you need something that you can right. detonate.
5: And then <clears throat> we've never launched such a weapon in zero gravity and the vacuum of space.
6: Who knows what would happen, but... We act like that that we didn't know that there was capabilities like that already, that we also are acting super like a shocked face, like we don't have the same thing up there as well.
5: You believe it has anything to do with scaring people into uh, uh, t- calling their Republican House member and telling them to uh, pass the funding bill for Ukraine?
6: Yes, uh, it's another one of those. Oh, we got to stop Russia now, uh, otherwise they'll uh, they'll nuke our TV uh, signals out of the sky. But I mean, that would be uh,
5: an act of war if they were to do that. For us. And I don't know that Russia wants to go to war with us. Um, you know, it's, it's hard for me to, to fathom how, how the government would use this so called breaking news to get House members to capitulate into saying yes to the $95 billion deal.
6: red scare. That's it. It's, it. We've gotten to the point where uh, we're so, uh, honestly, we've gotten to the age now that most of us uh, don't care. When you're like, well, you got to run our nuke drills. And you got to get up underneath your desk table. Well, most of us are aware now, like, it, that ain't going to do crap. So it's, we're not scared anymore. Uh, there's a lot of people that I think would uh, celebrate the coming nukes. So they're, yeah. <laughs> they're really not scaring us now. If you tell us they got them up in space, who knows what they could do then? It just seems so unlikely
5: that there would be nuclear weapons in space for the sole purpose of disrupting other satellites.
6: But does it could seem plausible seem- to you? Uh, it's it's plausible. It's a good thing though that we had the foresight to start creating space force. You know when right. we had the uh, Trump said, "Hey, we need to start doing stuff above the Earth, and maybe we should have a division of the military that starts working on that." And everybody laughed at yeah. him.
5: Stupid Trump.
6: Um,
5: I, I I don't know that I believe it. <clears throat> I believe it's another ploy. I mean, there's too many coincidences. Tucker just comes back from an interview. With him, Uh, they can't get this Ukraine funding bill through, Um, well, we've we've got to fund Ukraine now or uh, uh, Putin's going to, you know, nuke your your cable television
8: Mm -hmm.
5: and your internet. I don't believe it. Um, Pop-Tart creator just passed away, Bill Post. You know, is it weird that certain items in food that are just so well known and are, I don't know if you want to call it Americana or pop culture or whatever, you can, you can oftentimes, if they're old products, you can dial it down to a guy. You know, one guy. Like there's a guy that invented the Big Mac, <clears throat> he invented a, a burger. And there's a guy, well, there were burgers before there was a Big Mac.
6: But it hadn't been assembled that way before, though. Right. They put the proper assembling together.
5: And I'm sure, but in this case, Pop-Tarts, I don't believe that there was a toaster pastry available at the time. Kellogg's uh, approached the Heckman Biscuit Company. Manager uh, William Bill Post and his colleagues to take on the task. Though many, there were a lot of non-believers. Easy. They said can't be done. They were racing to get the first, be the first to get a, a toastable treat into stores. They originally dubbed them Fruit Scones. 90. Weak name. Yeah. Well, I don't know how long ago this, how long ago was this? 64. No one knew what a scone was in 64. Um, They quickly realized that they needed to get a more exciting name for a groundbreaking treat, and they opted to take an inspiration from the pop art movement and called it pop tart uh and then they they decided to put some icing on it but they didn't think the icing would work and they got that done and they i mean imagine said eureka
6: you're uh the witchcraft when you go to open that First toaster's pop tart, pop tart that came out. And you're like, "Wow, this has got frosting." In. I'm gonna put it in my toaster oven. This sucker's gonna melt all over the place. And you put it in there, and a couple, a couple seconds, ding, and you pull it out, and like, "Wow, it's still got frosting on top of it, yeah. and it's hot all the way through." <clears throat> yeah, and I'll scald my mouth when the moment I try to bite into this, <laughs> yeah. and goo shoots all
5: over. And it, uh, we use a non nutritive food varnish uh, <laughs> to keep the icing in place. And they're they're hit right out the uh, right out the bat. They flew off the shelves. Um, to the point they ran out of it. Initially. Well, 67, they added the uh, icing. And the dude died, so. Are they still a mainstay at your house, uh, Heather? I bet they are.
7: Uh, which, what were Pop, they? Pop-tarts? Oh, yeah.
5: They... they when it comes out of the nutritional value of the pop tarts, it's not real. It's not. Uh...
7: There's no nutrition in any <sighs> box cereal of any sort, so it doesn't really matter. And we're sending them to school. Teacher can deal with them.
6: Heather's a bit of a liar because she's trying to pretend like she has actual name brand pop tarts oh, in her no, house. I don't. Oh, I guarantee you, <laughs> if if I had a need for pop tarts
5: in my house, they'd be Henderson's pop tarts for sure.
6: <laughs> no, you have to get name brand pop tarts. Every other brand of pop tarts, it's like the fake stuff. Gross. They can't call it Pop-Tart, can yeah, they? Yeah, they but they're always it... like Toaster
7: Pastry and yeah. they're gross. Oh, no, they're not. They're not gross? No, and it's not the Toaster Pastries. It's it's whatever the Aldi brand is. They're about $4 cheaper per box. Wow. My kids still eat them. Well,
5: yeah. Do you tell them they're Pop-Tarts?
7: I mean, that's what we call them, because what else do you call them?
6: Toaster Pastries. Toaster Pastries.
7: No, Toaster Pastry is a brand of Toaster past- Like the Oh, I'm thinking Toaster Strudel, aren't I?
6: You are. Okay.
7: <laughs> no, I'm going to keep calling them Pop-Tarts. It's cool. We use Kleenex, too. Aldi brand. You know. Yeah. We don't call them tissue.
5: No? You call Band-Aids? Band-Aids? even though Band-Aids. You're, you're using, like, Publix bandages? Yep. That's how it is around my house. I put my foot down on a couple of items, though.
6: So. I think toaster the Aldi brand is Toaster Tarts. Toaster Tarts? <laughs> All right. <MVP. laughs> They're from Millville toaster tarts. I
5: I didn't know they wanted to capitalize on the pop art movement. I thought they called them Pop-Tarts because they pop out of the toaster.
6: Yeah, but were uh, were toasters popping like that, or were they more toaster ovens at the time
5: Well, when when these were created? When uh, when Bill finally got his uh, icing uh, uh, formula down, he said he grabbed a toaster in one hand and icing on Pop-Tarts in the other hand. They were super excited that it wouldn't melt.
6: Lucky Charms at Aldi are called Marshmallow and Stars. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, off-branding.
5: Uh, Clancy's is funny. I mean, you're, you're like uh, uh, that's how, that's got me thinking about that's how I created the, the Hendersons gag, is because I went to a bought some you know some type of uh, chip, corn chip, and. And I went. I, I looked, I, They didn't have any Doritos. That's what I had a hankering for. But it looks. I found a baggie that looked like Doritos, and it was just called Clancy's uh, Tortilla Chips. The real taste of El Old Me- Mexico.
6: You can also buy a box of chocolate peanut butter puffs, fruit rounds. Or chocolate puffs. Fruit rounds? (laughs) Yes, fruit rounds. (laughs) Kids don't fall for that.
5: They're they're too, uh, they know the brand, they see the commercials on TV. I
6: don't know, the Marshmallow and Stars has got a sweet wizard, even though he's dressed like a leprechaun, but he's definitely a wizard.
5: (laughs) Uh, TikTok accents experts have uh, revealed that celebrities like Britney Spears and even the Kardashians have inspired the rise of what they're calling an internet voice. And some people think it's the future of English. Linguistics professor Christopher Stroff said he uh, includes uptalk, which is rising intonation on uh, in declarative sentences like vocal fry, a low, gravelly sound on vowels. <laughs> uh, University of Kent uh, lecturer on the English language and logistics, uh, Laura Bailey, said that... F- uh, the slower, more deliberate speech style is used to hold the floor in order to get uh, people to continue to watch. It's a, 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 they say persuasive vocal fry is a floor holding strategy. It's not to me, it's a turn the channel strategy. Ah, okay. We up talk as a politeness strategy. All of these result from the genre one person is speaking to on camera and someone who needs to hold the floor in order to get people to continue watching, which is the main product of TikTok.
6: Yes. So you want to talk as slowly as you possibly can to make sure that they continue listening for you.
5: They're commonly seen as authoritative and positive speakers. They're already perceived as authoritative to them, but when young women speak in a certain way and behave confidently, people criticize it. Oh, So the vocal fry and the intonations rising and lowing is a woman speaking um, confidently. Not a, oh my
6: God. I've never listened to AOC AOC speak and thought that that was the most confident woman I've ever heard before.
5: No. No. Uh, She says, TikTokers often use these features to keep their audiences engaged. And we are perhaps linguistically responding to that. What we think is it going to perform as well in the algorithm in real life. Some fear that this might be a new way. that people might just be talking on the streets like, hey, how are you? <laughs>
6: uh, like a number uh, one. Ah. Uh, no pickle. That's
5: ridiculous. Okay. John Jensen is up next. Um, yeah, there we go. Stick around. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network.
4: WFYY HD3, Windermere. WXUS HD3. W266DY, Donellin. WZLB, Valparaiso. Florida Man Radio.
5: Wednesdays, we check in with the voice of reason. We like to call him John Jensen. You can find it where you get your social media at Nation. A great follow. John, how are you, man? What's happening?
10: I'm doing very well.
5: Happy Valentine's Day, man. Yes, to you, too. Um, I don't, we don't really, you know, do it up at our house too much. I mean, I'll make a nice dinner. That's about it, you know? There you go. Well, the House has impeached Mayorkas. It's DOA in the Senate. We know that. It's sad that it's that way. Um, but don't you think that Democrats are saying that the way things are at the border now is okay by them?
10: Um, it 's okay by them, meaning what that, that they don 't really acknowledge the border as being in a crisis right now
5: either they don 't or those that do uh, would rather stay you know read the the memos and and, and buck the, their own party and just just be a hundred percent opposed to whatever uh, conservatives have to say
10: Like they don 't care I think that even though the, I think even though the run rate's higher the, the, the Democrats who acknowledge that the border is more open say but it 's orderly. You know, it's, it's not this humanitarian crisis that Trump had. You know, that's the spin they'll put on it. But um, no, one no one's ever had this. I want to make a point of is the Mayorkas impeachment is for incompetence, for negligence, for bad job performance. That's not really a crime in my book. And like I said with Trump is if you're going to impeach somebody for political reasons, you know, you may not like the guy, but you better have a crime that's there. I think clearly there there's a crime here. a serious here. crime. And this, is, this wasn't a crime. This is just gross incompetence.
5: Which, which has resulted in an uh, uh, immigration crisis the likes this country has never seen. A catastrophe.
10: No, 100% agree with that. But that's a failure of Biden administration. That's a failure of policies. That's a failure of failure to enact the law. None of that is against the law. None of that's a crime. It's incompetence. And Biden should lose Handily, in November, to pay the price for that, and you'll get replaced, workers with somebody else who will do the job better. That's that's the theory. Hmm. You know, that's where you hold people accountable to impeach them for job incompetence. I got a tip for you: we wouldn't have a politician left in D.C. if that's the standard. Well,
5: they say that you know he violated his oath of office to uh, complete his duties, and he's you know I don't have the statement in front of me, but um, someone There's needs
10: not one policeman that pulls over every single person that speeds not one true but so where's the line of um able able to be somewhat incompetent and not do the total job but not far enough to warrant being replaced you know and that's that's a really slippery tricky and to me partisan slope because we will view mayorkas horribly whereas the democrats will view trump horribly where's the where's the true line I mean, well, Musk has
5: willfully and consistently refused to comply with the federal immigration laws that have been passed by Congress.
10: Yeah, but again, he's not—he's not breaking the law by not enforcing it. Okay. And I'm not—I'm not trying to do semantics here. It's—I'd I'd say the same thing if it's a Republican not enforcing something. You know. It seems to like me. Like the states, when the, when the states are a sanctuary city or sanctuary state, they're not breaking the law. They're just not enforcing or not helping the federal law in their area. You know, and that's that's I think it's bad policy, <laughs> but it's not wrong for them. They have the ability to do that.
5: They have the ability to either enforce or not enforce the law no, to to protect the border or not protect like the state, border.
10: States and localities being sanctuary cities and states. Yeah, they, they don't they don't help the federal government in their situation the federal law still exists but the state and localities just simply don't participate they don't give them a heads up of hey this person xyz is here come get them
5: right what i'm getting at is the the, the american voters seem to see this and it looks like it's a, a tacit approval of what's happening with this border nightmare and you know eight million people or whatever uh, it's a serious problem uh, and the behavior of the administration and Democrats in uh, the Senate as well is that this is okay, but we're not going to do anything about it. La, 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 they put their fingers in the air and say, la, la, I don't see anything, nothing's happening. That's the way it appears publicly.
10: I agree. The optics are horrible, and the Republicans and the independents are completely up in arms about it. You know, come November, the two problems the Democrats are really going to have is the economy is about 25% points underwater with independence and the borders about the same. Right. So you're going to lose the independent voter. If you're the Democrats, you're not going to win a lot of braces. you know? So it's, it's, they're going to pay the price in November. And that's what the Republicans should be beating the drum on, on horrible policies, Biden, 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 horrible policies, Biden, 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 and keep pounding the table. Impeach. Don't impeach. It, it's dead on arrival in the Senate. Oh yeah, you did it Whippy.
5: Right.
10: It means nothing.
5: I agree. Uh, well, there is a lot of new information that has come out now, uh, mainly Taibi and Schellenberger, um, that the, their their work shows that uh, former CIA director Brennan identified and presented to the targets of twenty six associates of Donald Trump in the run up to twenty sixteen. And uh, and and engaged his intelligence sharing partners called the Five Eyes, other you know US, uh, UK, Canada Australia, um, <clears throat> to do the bidding for for Brennan. Um, there's more coming. They uh, that'll they, be released in the coming days, but the report appears to confirm what a lot of people uh, you know that that they believe the CIA is Brennan started it and it eventually became a frame up and uh, it was all an information operation run by our own clandestine spy agencies here. I know nothing will ever come of it, but it is, you know, we learned that there is a a binder rather thick binder that many suspect is the, um, uh, operation. Something was it hurricane crossfire hurricane that Trump declassified and kept with him. Thus, they all agree that that was the reason for the FBI raid, on Mar-a-Lago, which didn't produce it. What is your take? Have you heard any of the same things?
10: Um, I I agree. I don't think anything comes of it. But it goes back to, and again, we're going to agree on this. I think all of our listeners will agree on this, that D.C. needs a serious house clean. I mean, every single agency we look at is just dirty. They just do the wrong, un-American thing. They weaponize. They, they go after people for political reasons. They go after people for agenda-driven reasons. This is not the America that I fell in love with when I was a kid and still believe in today. This is not the America that most people listening to us right now agree with. You do not want people to weaponize for partisan reasons. You do not want people to weaponize for, for agenda reasons. You do not want have-versus-have-not society. So do I think in comes with it? No. Does it surprise any of us? Oh heck, no. Okay. But, but, but that, those, what, what do we do about it? And Ramaswamy has a, has a lot of a lot of really good ideas on this. You can downsize from the from the, the the presidential level almost immediately. You have that ability, and let them sue you. Let them come back at you. You have the right to do it. No one's guaranteed a job. That's true. Um. Uh, and I would do I would do worse by the way. I would go after them, do a forensic audit for the top fifty bureaucrats in every agency and go after them financially and with their communications and find out where the money came and went and what their communications are. If you find dirty people, both it's down the law, you prosecute them and you claw back money. Okay? And you keep going to the next fifty until you're pure. There's no way these DOG, FBI, you know, IRS, all these chucklehead agencies. To be coming after Americans for partisan reasons. No matter what side of the aisle you're on, you should never have that happen to you. Never.
5: Well, it's certainly happening. You know, can't it does. Meanwhile, uh, you've got uh, you know we ran Santos out because I will agree Santos was a a liar and a freak and a creep. Uh, but and we ran him out. And lost the uh, Republicans lost the lost a the vote there. Uh, meanwhile, Bob Menendez, more stuff comes out of Bob Menendez. The, uh, his wife's wedding ring came from a bribe. Her Mercedes came from a bribe. And that guy's still sitting in the Senate getting briefings.
10: I don't get it. It, go- it goes back to what I said about Santos. Before he was even put into office, I said, get this guy out. We should deny him. Okay? It took them over a year to make that happen. If you're going to do it, take the high road and beat the drum. They should be all over the press, step in front of any microphone they can, okay, and attack the Democrats about Menendez. He's dirty. He's wrong. You know it, but you tolerate it. You're what's wrong with D.C. and pound the drum. If you take the high road, you can say that. Because they tolerated Santos, you couldn't say it before. But now that you kick him out, take the high road. Don't let your people stay dirty. Keep cleaning your house and go after the other side to make sure they police their room. That's fair.
5: Um, what do you make of the special prosecutor's report on Biden, the extra language they added about his memory uh, and other things? It turns out we found out today that they didn't just come right out and ask him when his son died. He brought his son Bo's death up uh, in in the interview. Um, uh, so it was rather damning, and it looks like they're doing everything to do some damage control uh, now, What, what, you think they'll rewrite that report or uh, change Robert Hur's words? They asked him, to, but he refused.
10: On the funnier side, what you have Biden doing right now is snatching defeat out of the jaws of victory. Okay? He literally has said, no, 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 I am competent, which means he should be standing trial. Right. He literally had a get-out-of-jail-free card. And he's, for political reasons, saying no, 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 because he wants to run for president. And if he had says, yes, I'm not, you know, capable, he can't run for president. People wouldn't vote for him. So he has to fight this fight and roll the dice that actually they won't prosecute him, which they won't. So he's right. But it just seems like, really, you're going to tear up your get out of jail free card that this guy just gave you.
5: So you... In effect, you're saying that all of the defiance and all of the uh, he's the, all of the people that have come out and said he's as sharp as the sharpest attack the uh, the most uh, important thing about a meeting with Biden he's preparing for it, he's very demanding, very probing and uh, uh, all of this stuff is is reversing what the special prosecutor said It said oh, he shouldn't be prosecuted because of this and now he's saying yeah, I'm f- great. so does that mean go ahead and prosecute him?
10: For legal reasons, he is the most incapable person on the planet. For political reasons, he is the most sharp-tacked person ever, right? He can't have it both ways. So right. what he's choosing to do because he knows he will be prosecuted anyway okay, right, right. is his people are out telling, telling the message of he's sharp as a tack. He's all over it. He's the, he does more in an hour than most people do all day. Oh, he's this, whatever. We all know who he is. This is not a shock to anybody. Okay, but is, is he really the one calling the shots anyway from that White House? Probably not. No, probably
5: not. I don't think anyone
6: thinks
10: that. You know, and at the end of the day, who's what's going to be on the ballot? Biden, Trump, and a couple other chuckleheads, you know, to distract from the number.
6: Okay.
5: Oh, but we, we're all pretty sure it won't be Biden, right?
10: Eh. I would say Biden and Trump have about the same equal shot at being on the ballot, which I think is very high. I think it would I – mean, again, we're talking – this is February. The election is in the 11th month. This is like, it's nine months away. You're going to change courses midstream after people in the primaries quote-unquote vote for somebody, which there's, no, there's only one person. So you can go to the Democrat convention, and you're not going to put in Biden. You're going to put in Chucklehead number two. Who Pick a name. doesn't matter. Harris, Newsom, you know, Manchin. Pick a name. doesn't matter. You know, if I'm a primary voter, I'm pissed. You haven't given me my vote in the primary to choose that that's the person I want up there. If I'm the Democrat in the primary, I'm pissed. You don't get to install somebody. That's not how we do things. Well, what if you're a Democrat? I think it'll be Biden. I think it'll be Trump, barring legal repercussions. What if you're a a
5: Biden voter uh, or you're a Democrat and you see the obvious in front of you of his uh, uh, decline, cognizant decline, and you're happy that you got someone else to vote for so you don't look like an idiot for voting for Biden if Trump wins?
10: Or um, <laughs> I, I think the way to play it, if you're the Democrats, and let's let's pretend the Democrats know behind the scenes, Biden cannot be president. Super, all that a bag of chips. He runs, he gets reelected. We'll pretend he goes, he gets inaugurated. Okay, and within two weeks he just steps down and Kamala takes over. Okay. <sighs> Come on, you know that's, you know, and you pick a new VP, you're good. And then so we have they, to they get it both ways.
5: Then we have to listen to Kamala cackle every time the president speaks because she'll be speaking a lot more than Biden.
10: Um, hey. Or anybody that, you know, and again, we're assuming she'll still be on the ticket, which I think she will be, you know, so, okay. Actually, I think that's the bigger problem. If you want to go down that path and you don't believe Biden's the long-haul guy for the next four years, you're going to end up with her as president? I think the Democrats, you're concerned about that. She has done nothing to demonstrate that she's the person for that job, you know, but you can't change her without horrific ramifications. Right, Just female, and oh, he's
5: black. Yeah, it would be awful. Oh wow! Yeah, wow.
10: I have heard someone. Okay, if she was a, oh, if she was an old white guy, she'd be gone right now. <laughs> I have you
5: heard. Know. I have heard people pony up uh, theories that she'll be offered uh, some uh, run a, a foundation for five years, hundred. We'll pay twenty million dollars a year, and everything will be great.
10: There Just, is no way she steps down. No way. Really? There's no job offer. She's She's a heartbeat away from being the first female president of the United States of America, the most powerful person on the planet. No way that someone that gets to that level gives up the golden ticket. You know, when you're that close for any amount of money, any reason, any rationale, yeah, they totally. have to literally fire her for that to happen.
5: And that so is she's not uh, going to
10: willing to give it up
5: for no, no job, no way. We would be so, uh, we'd be finished. Uh, Let's move to Ukraine funding, the supplemental aid package that includes money for uh, Israel and Thailand. And it's 60-something billion goes to uh, Ukraine. They retooled this thing, uh, backed out all the border uh, stuff that was in there. There's nothing in this for America at all, or Americans. Uh, they, they say it's the most consequential, the most important. Mitch Romney said it's the most important bill he'll ever vote on as a U.S. Senator. And uh, Schumer calls it historic, the most historic bill. It's always that when they're getting the is getting what they want. Um, Mike Johnson has pretty much said it's DOA, but I would like to talk to Biden about it. We have a chit chat. And Biden says no. What do you make of that?
10: Okay. So, you're. I'm going to get in my soapbox. I'm a little pissed off about this, to be quite frank. Um, they had a border bill. It was about $130 U.S. border and then three other nations, Israel, Ukraine, Taiwan, etc. They took a vote in the Senate to see if this could pass. Some Republicans voted against it. More Democrats both voted against it. It couldn't get to the floor. They pulled the bill. They pull out all the border crap. They now have 90 Five billion, I think the number. Yeah, is. ninety-five. Bulk of which, two-thirds goes to Ukraine and a chunk for Israel, a chunk for Taiwan. So now, without spending a single dime on our border and ignoring our sovereignty and our borders, they're just send ninety-five billion of taxpayer money across overseas to three nations to protect their sovereignty and their borders. How do you like them apples? While we have a border crisis in the U.S., that's the Senate that we have on a bipartisan basis ignoring the number one crisis in this country. Holy crap. And, and knowing okay, so nope. from the House, I'm about to learn something about the House. Does Johnson have his people in line? Who sells us out and does a discharge petition with the Democrats to force a vote on the floor? Because the Democrats only need like six people to cross over. And they'll pass this thing. way. Oh, so no you get way. six wimpy Republicans to join them. They can force a discharge position, which never, never happens by the by the people in power. The, the controlling party never ever allows that. Right. That would be. This would be really bizarre politics, but it would get it done.
3: Wow. Uh, and it, if, it, and it, if it, They
10: allow that. This thing passes. I'm flipping out. I want. I want to gut DC. Nobody from either party should stay in power. Oh my god. I'm livid.
5: Yeah, it's. Uh... It's alarming in both what it does and what it says. You know, it's it's meaningful in that yeah. it does nothing for Americans. It leaves us in the exact same position we were before. When most Americans consider immigration their number one uh, concern in the 2024 election, uh, uh, and then, you know, uh, uh, and then I think the economy is second. But it's the number one. And at least doing something, they could say they did something. But now they're saying well, they didn't want to play our game, and let's face it, that first bill they put out with the border stuff in it just solidified the way the border is now, made it the norm from for here on in. Uh, now they just did. Now they went down to nothing at all, and I, I just don't, I don't see. Uh, I, I, you know, you're we're always apart here. I see things like this, and I see the mass disappointment of Americans, both sides of the of the of the aisle. And then I, I feel for sure it'll result in some, some people changing their position on their candidate because on the number one issue, both candidates right now are, are 180 degrees apart from each other. One is leave it open, let's flood the place. One is shut it down, start deporting people. Which way do you, which way do you think the average American is going to vote?
10: Um, we, are, we are a compassionate nation. That being said, we are not a free-for-all nation across our border. We want you to come here legally and we want you to come in. Okay. We don't want to be bad and discompassionate when we do it. So the independent voter, which is the biggest block you have to worry about in this country because both bases aren't going to move. Yeah. But the independents are strongly for closing the border from what it is now. The pace that we are on right now is historic. It's never been hit by any president, either party, ever. This run rate of two to three million a year is crazy land kind of numbers, they have more in four years, or th- three and change, that kind of stuff, more than doubled what Trump allowed during his four years. And it's oh, it, it still has a year to go. Right, It's an insane amount. That being said, though, you need real reform at the border with teeth. It needs comprehensive immigration reform. I respect Lankford. I have all of his border information. I want to go through it. Because to me, if the bill the House sent to the Senate back in May is dead on arrival in the Senate, and the border deal couldn't get past the Senate that was negotiated up there, and the House didn't like it, there's truth in the middle somewhere. Go find what works. Go find what can be done and get something done. Because what we have now is broken. It doesn't work. It's bad for everybody. It's wrong on national security, on crime, on uh, humanitarian levels, okay? It's putting burdens on states and cities. We're going to have people die from this. Right. Because they don't have food, don't have shelter. You know, this is, that's, that's, as people, we shouldn't want that to do to other people. There's a better way to handle it. You know, we're putting people in harm's way and we're stealing from the taxpayers' kids, putting them out of schools, putting our airports, you know, gymnasiums, rec centers. Yeah. You know, this, what? Store, put these people in people's homes? Yeah. This is, this is not how we're supposed to run this country. No. We're putting people in harm's way, and we should, we should be intolerant of that.
5: Amen. John Jensen, find out where you get your social media, at FixTheNation. It's a great a great follow. Uh, yes or no, do you think Ukraine can win a war against Russia?
10: Win? No. Do I think there's a deal to be had, given the two regions that Russia has control over, they're going to have anyway? Yeah, I think Russia ends up keeping those two territories. There's a deal he made somewhere in the next year and a half, two years. But Russia is not gonna back down. Russia's not moving out. Ukraine can capitulate or Ukraine can fight forever.
5: Right. One or the other. John, thank you, brother. Good to talk to you. We will speak again next week. John Jensen, ladies and gentlemen. You thank you. John. Thanks, Shannon. See you by uh, take a break. Uh, 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 when we return, we will uh check out your remarks uh, I don't think I have any f- hilarious comments oh I do have one little piece I'll pay for you uh, oh I forgot to ask John about the uh, fried chicken dinner Biden's fried chicken dinner we have a, a review of it by the father
6: and it's almost like he was given something to have Biden come out and hang out I with him. Think I think
5: I sense a quid pro quo stick around it's a Shannon Burke show on the Florida Man Radio Network okay men this is your time Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're gonna go out there and be an all-star caregiver. It's up to you. So what are you gonna do? You gotta go grocery shopping. Cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. You gotta dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Don't you forget about the pharmacy. No, you won't. Because
4: that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. This is your time to show the world, your family, and yourself that you're tougher than tough.
5: Now go out there and be the best caregiver this world has ever seen. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Every year across America,
10: a staggering 4.2
11: million youth are homeless or trafficked. Covenant House is the national leader
6: providing safe housing for youth 50 years strong. Help us fight youth homelessness. Go to covenanthouse.org.
5: The uh, dad, who uh, I guess he's a single father of two, um, who was uh, fortunate enough. I don't know how they set this up. It's kind of weird, you know, buying, eating chicken with the kids, asking about, you know, how the sports are coming along. They just drive down the street and uh, and pull into a driveway and say, hey, we got the chicken. You want to come out there? Um, it may be that. He was chosen specifically. Here's his little review of his time with
3: the president. The president came to my house to have dinner. This is me. My name is Eric Fitz, and I'm a former school principal and now an executive leadership coach in Raleigh, North Carolina. These are my two boys, Carter and Christian. And this is President Biden eating cookout at my dinner table. President Biden wanted to talk to me because I was a recipient of student loan forgiveness from his administration. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Through the public service loan forgiveness program, I had over $90,000 of loans erased, and this has been a game changer for me, and how I can provide for my boys. The president sat with us for an hour. The boys had chicken fingers, I had a double cheeseburger, and the president had a hamburger and a chocolate shake. We talked about everything, my work in education, the boys' love of sports, and how we volunteer at our local church. My oldest son Christian is turning 16 soon, and he told the president he wanted his first car to be a brand new black Tesla. I'm thinking more of a station wagon. President Biden told us what his first car was. 1951, Plymouth. We wrapped up with President Biden, and he wrote an excused absence to my boy's teachers because he said he needed their advice. He said goodbye and loaded into his motorcade, and we watched the President of the United States pull out of my driveway and head back to the White House. Fair to say this wasn't a normal Thursday because...
6: Uh, by the way, uh, Biden did not forgive his loan if he used the public service loan forgiveness that was signed into law by uh, George W. Bush in 2007. So,
5: well, I mean, he might have forgiven it. Biden could still use it, right? Is it because it's a public service? He was
6: yeah, a- he was a principal for 10 years, so you get your loan. You can do that and get your loan. But Biden he didn't, didn't sign it. into ah. that. That didn't sign into law. That's not a Biden program.
5: Well, he's certainly taken credit for it. Uh, <clears throat> apparently the uh, president What do he call a lid on today? Earlier today? Uh, about noon Had nothing on the books all day today And now apparently he's just taken to roaming around the grounds of the White House uh, uh, Telling reporters uh, Not answering their questions and telling them Happy Valentine's Day Here's a little bit of that audio What's he doing? He's walking down the driveway
10: President Biden, do we need to be concerned
2: about nuclear weapons in space? What are you giving up for Lent? President Biden You guys.
0: Your... You guys. Uh, Do you Mr. have any comments? comments? No, good one.
2: No, good. President Mr. good one, Mr. President. Ha,
6: ha, ha. What a bootlicker. Yeah. Hi, you got me with a zinger on Presidente.
2: of your interactions with your family's business partners.
6: Mr. President, can you say anything about the intelligence threat? Where's he going? Mr.
8: President, should Americans be...
6: Is he just going for a walk? Yeah, he's just going for a walk. Is unless a Jill with him. She is, and she you can hear her tell him there's, report, there's press coming up on the right. Oh, my God. Yeah.
5: Happy Valentine's Day. With my Valentine right there. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, that's that. I wanted to play this because it's so funny. This is a British guy that has found the power of complimenting people on the street and and they're the most hysterical compliments uh here it is
1: love your lavender blue color scheme goes with the blueberries as well clearly a man with an eye for detail
5: guy where he's commenting on the color of his pants and his shirt and clearly has an eye for detail some random stranger on the side of the road
1: a very confident stride sorry very confident stride some ladies just walking you have a very confident stride loved it I adored the way you laughed at that pigeon (laughs) Compliments are simple but not easy. Trust me, you have a marvellous weight distribution between your feet, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best one. You have a marvellous weight distribution between your feet, sir. Good easy shift, especially for us Brits. Present company included. I can give them and do, but I can't take. Oh, man, you're so good. Oh, stop it. I'll be oh, come on. Oh, go on then. Doesn't mean I don't love it.
0: You look great.
1: A Yorkshire compliment, that's cast gold. <laughs> Sincerely appreciating something someone has made an effort on will make their day. So you're an aquamarine blue jeans field of dreams.
5: Yes, you are. <laughs> He's got, you're an aquamarine blue jeans field of dreams. He's probably got a
1: shirt and his pants. You're doing a wonderful job in a tricky set of circumstances.
5: These guys are backing up a vegetable truck.
1: <laughs> you're welcome. You look like a painting you're just sitting there. It's fantastic. The more unique, the more bespoke, the more devastatingly effective. Your vibe is genius artist turned creative corporate legend. You look safe and stylish. You look pensive, but also capable enough to deal with anything that's worrying you. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you look pensive.
1: You have ski resort earning energy. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Sweet vibe, sir. Human Ibethan sunset. Okay. Get it right, and it's like a natural high for the pair of you. Adore your head, sir. Love it wisdom. Bald guy. Should be cast in marble. <laughs> See? We both feel like we've had a coffee. <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh, I'm going to start doing that. Uh, gorgeous stride. Uh, should we get into uh, remarks? We have a lot of remarks. Yeah, oh, yeah. From the Florida Man radio app. Powered by Morganic Meats and Morris Family Farms. Headquarters for all uh, podcasts, commercial free. And a little secret way that you can interact with us by hitting the microphone button. Here we go.
4: So when do the Irish get their reparations? And I'm not talking about potatoes.
5: We want real cash. Tons of white people have been had it held, you know.
6: Uh, slavery hasn't existed since the beginning of time. Yep. I was told a liberal
0: woman that I was really Orson Wells <laughs> to get in her pants. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, Shando, this is a TK from Alabama. They don't say nothing about the millions of Asians or Chinese that were killed building the railroads across this country the Chinese and then the Asians aren't raising the hell about it. So I think it's a moot point, you know, what about the poor native Americans? Of course we won't go there. Yeah. Anyway, be do be y'all do a fine job, but keep it going. Well, thank Roll you. Tide.
5: Thank you.
7: Hey everybody. Happy Valentine's day. I hope
11: for, and wish that you have a spectacular and loving
0: evening and that the day has been good to you. Um, Put a little extra prayer my direction, if you could. My sweet
2: Joey McGee is in the veterinarian hospital now. This is the second day, and I'm worried, but I want him home. Thank you. Love you.
5: Is that a dog or cat? He's a cat.
4: This is Randy. Hey, guys. Heather, i kind of draw the line. I know you say you love your kids, but you buy generic Pop-Tarts. Those two things, they they, they, they don't go together, love and generic Pop-Tarts.
5: I'll tell you what, I, I put my foot down on the generic Triscuits at my place.
6: You don't like the uh, crossed wheats or no woven wheats? (laughs) What they're called? No, I'm not a fan. And I've
5: done a side by side, and I proved it that they are are different.
0: I have to give my cat some of the filling of Pop Tarts if I have Pop Tarts. She loves it. She won't go away unless I give her a little bit. I know it's not good for her, probably, but yeah, kind of
5: strange. I got to tell you, I've never. I don't. I don't know that I maybe have eaten one Pop Tart in my life. They were not picking my house when I grew up as a kid. I didn't buy them for uh, Abby. Yeah, it's been a long time. Sad one. I did remember having space sticks. You were space
6: sticks. Well, those are like the f- the slimmer yeah. pop tarts. Yeah. No, it's just a slim
5: cylinder of chocolatey goodness yeah. in a little individual. And you bought a box of them. And apparently uh, they sold them because uh, that's apparently what the, all the astronauts ate. <clears throat> and they drank Tang and hate space sticks. <laughs> <laughs>
9: True story. Years ago, I was getting ready for work. I put Pop-Tarts in the toaster, went into the bathroom to comb my hair and brush my teeth. I came out. My toaster was engulfed in flames. First thought in my mind was, well, they're beyond scraping. So I threw the toaster in the sink, doused it with water, and ever since, I never put another Pop-Tart in the toaster.
0: But they are good. Can I get
5: a ya <laughs> That is TikTok voice.
0: Nuclear weapons in space. 200 miles is an EMP for the East Coast. 400 miles is about the entire U.S. an EMP.
5: Be-do-be-do. But nuclear weapons aren't, they don't, that's not an EMP device, right? It can be. Okay. Turn your phone off, buddy. <laughs> Jeez. Ten seconds in, and boom, automatically the voice of treason. What did he say ten seconds in?
6: Uh, He was just against the Mayorkas impeachment. Yeah.
0: Hey, what's up, Shando? Easy. Heather. Sparky352. Hey, guys. Hope you all three have a great uh, Valentine's Day with your loved ones. Mr. Heather, you better take care of uh, Heather. And to John Jensen. There is a crime there. The crime is you're allowing an invasion of our country. That's a crime, and it's a treasonous one. Look it up in the Constitution, dude. b do be do
5: Um, I mean, I understand him wanting to protect the sanctity of trees of uh, of impeachment, but that's already been flushed.
6: Yeah, that's gone out the door when you're uh, doing double impeachments over barely any evidence.
5: Yeah. That's, uh... A load of hooey. Wow, John Jensen. Come on, this man's allowed an invasion of the country. Is that not a crime? Whew, b do be do I think it is. I think one thing that an impeachment of Mayorkas would do is at least it would embarrass him, possibly, if he has any, you know, morals left to be embarrassed. Hmm. I don't believe he does
8: I think
0: In the original Batman movie Which is the best I believe Jack Nicholson plays the Joker And he makes a comment Now the comment is about Gotham City But it should be said about Washington D.C. And the comment is this This town needs an enema and D.C. needs a big fleet cinema. Yeah.
5: There's too much. Uh, it needs more of a high colonic. You know, to really.
6: Well, it needs one of those like uh, flushings right before colonoscopy type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that'll do it.
5: <laughs> Come on.
1: Would it be possible for legacy television to not air Trump's commercials? I mean, this is crazy. Half the nation don't know what's going on in this country. If if they can ban Trump's commercials from, say, Dancing with the Stars, none of these libtards are going to know what the heck's going on. I don't know if it's legal or not. I hope not. But um, go Trumper.
5: Thankfully, that's where most the uh, networks are. Whores. They uh, they want that money.
0: Oh, I disagree with you about Pop-Tarts not being good food. I mean, it's not great food, but if you're going to go work out, it's got 25% of the carbohydrate you need for a day. It's got sugar, carbs and sugar. That's what you need.
6: Yes, but a lot of people pounding Pop-Tarts aren't exactly going on and working out after either.
5: Right there. Here we go. I found them. Are Pop-Tarts healthy for you? Two frosted strawberry Pop Tarts contain 400 calories, 76 grams of carbs, less than two grams of fiber, and a mere four grams of protein. High sugar, low protein is considered junk food. They say it's a terrible choice to start off your day. Delicious snack, though, you know.
6: Yeah, moderation.
3: I got to tell you, Joe Biden's out.
0: Kamala Harris will be the president, and Hillary Clinton is going to be the vice president. And they will figure out a way to get Kamala Harris out. And uh, and then one of the other knuckleheads will be the vice president. Just saying. Beater, beater. What's up, y'all? I just saw a documentary last night about the possibility of Putin because he's going to be in shame over this. I think this whole space thing, shooting at, shooting down our satellites is a ruse and i think what he might do is actually use a very small tactical nuclear weapon against kiev and try and bring them down but i could be wrong
2: hey guys well i can see kamala stepping aside for a huge payout you know even she may be smart enough to realize that this job is a little above her pay grade you know and
5: I mean, it might cramp her style a little too much on some days, you know, harsh or mellow. I don't even see her uh, going through the motions uh, of being a president. God forbid it would happen. <laughs> Beep, Here's Here's uh, Jerry uh, Boring, who uh, says he sniffed out a plan.
11: Housed from office, and Kamala becomes president. Do you see her becoming the Democratic nominee, or someone else? If someone else, who? If Biden's ousted, meaning like impeached and convicted, that'll never happen. Like he dies right now. Like he dies, or twenty-fifth amendment, or something. Yeah. The the thing is, they would probably have to. They wouldn't want to pick Kamala, but I don't see how they push. Well, out if the Biden first black. if Biden were to die, God forbid. That's a, nobody wants to see that story play out that way. Um, they wouldn't have to do anything. The she Constitution the, makes yeah. her the president. But would she be the nominee? And if she were the president, she would be the nominee. 100%. Yeah, I think there's no way. that They, they, would, they would try to oust her because they know she's a terrible politician. However, if, uh, I, I think if she were the president, they wouldn't even try to oust her. I do know that right now there is a move afoot to have her step down as vice president and to pay her a five-year, $100 million deal uh, to, to run a foundation for the next five years. Huh. So she would make $20 million a year. That's because they know that there is the possibility that Joe Biden won't be able to run for president. Maybe not likely, but certainly possible. And they know how deeply unpopular she is. True. I'd take that deal in a heartbeat.
5: 20 million a year and get out of the crap.
1: What's up, y'all? I just uh, saw...
0: Sorry. There we go. (laughs) Hey, what's up, Shando? I'm curious... For Halloween, does Jensen just glue a big old horn on his forehead and go trick-or-treating? Somebody sounded like today. (laughs) B-D-B-D. Man. Uh. Never had a Pop-Tart? Huh. Guess we
6: were all wrong. You're really not privileged, Shannon. Oh, he wasn't having Pop-Tarts when he was down in space sticks. That's not privilege right there. Yeah, space
5: sticks from space, (laughs) sir. We also drank Tang. I don't know why. It's disgusting.
7: <clears throat> oh my God, Shannon! Thank you for remembering space sticks. I thought it was a figment of my imagination. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I definitely remember those. Love y'all. Bye. Those might
5: be. I've heard, I've uh, talked to people, even my own siblings, about space sticks, and I'm like, "What are you talking about? I was you can not 'You can't, you don't remember eating space sticks? They look
6: like just a hunk of like tootsie roll chocolate.
5: It's it's a little softer than that." But uh, loaded with uh, nutrients, I'm sure.
3: (laughs) Hey, Shannon. Can you get this message over to Kate? We had a good date planned. And she locked me out, cuz. Kate Squirrel checking out.
8: Mm. Hmm. G-Man.
5: Voice of treason. (laughs) Ever stops giving
9: how does a nuclear blast work in space with no oxygen i mean isn't that like the majority of the force of the blast is it sucks all the oxygen out of the air and then it refills and that's what causes all the pressure and destruction that's true
5: there is no oxygen there we've never tested a nuke in space not to my knowledge
0: Hey, man, Majorca's is evil, straight up. Just look at his eyes when he's talking, when he's denying the obvious. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, Jensen is a little on the Libby side, baby. (laughs) Just a little touch on the Libby side.
5: I like Jensen's opinions. I bring him in because he's not a yes man, and I I like like to, you know.
6: We have launched a nuke in space before. 1962 Starfish Prime Test. We launched it. Uh, uh, see, spectators watched it. Pit black, Greg Spriggs, family, proudest, family, highest point mid at uh, 18 July 8, 1962.
5: 62? We put a nuke in space? Mm hmm. Uh,
6: could you see it from the Earth? Uh, yeah. It exploded at an altitude of 250 miles, about the height where the International Space Station orbits today. Uh, for as long as 15 minutes after the initial explosion, charged particles from blast collided with molecules in Earth's atmosphere, created an artificial aurora that can be seen as far away as New Zealand. Wow! Holy crap. Jeez. Uh, the next year, the US, U- UK and USSR signed the limited nuclear test ban and, other, and outer space has been H-bomb free for almost 60 years. <laughs> Thank God.
0: I don't have a valentine. My plan was to J off to Kate in the shower, but then she called in with
6: her pet remark. Really killed my boner.
0: <laughs> Shando, Heather, easy. I could be wrong, but I believe it's FCC or election law that if you air one candidate's commercial, you have to air the other candidate or candidate's B2B. Yeah, and and look,
5: people that sell advertising for television, they don't care who it comes from. No, they don't. And everyone's paying rack rate. No one's getting a deal.
2: For a long time, when you enter a country other than your country of origin,
10: you're either visiting, passing through, or going back to your country, you're assimilating, you're joining that country, or you're colonizing. We're seeing a colonization of this country.
5: What do you say the next one? Are we be able to play that one?
6: Um, I, I Let's just give it a shot. It, yeah. Where
11: can I get some of those space sticks? Call me.
6: Space sticks? Yeah, space sticks.
9: Hey, so we hear from Marlon a lot, but uh, how's Lee Majors doing? Is he still alive and kicking? I'm Is not. he still uh, sp- splitting the couch with Marlon? What's going on there?
5: I'm not kidding you. My buddy Leland sent me a picture He's, he's a, a Trump insider, lives here in Winter Park. Um, he went to Mar-a-Lago, I think, last weekend and took a picture with Lee Majors and his wife.
8: Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs>
5: That's pretty awesome.
6: Oh, come on. So Shannon likes space sticks. What are you, a gay spaceman? <laughs> sticks. Sticks. <laughs>
5: It's an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, and it will fry any normal circuit unless it's a hardened circuit. This is Patrick from Orlando. Thank you.
2: Our sun is a nuclear reactor in space.
6: Yeah, that's very true.
4: (laughs) Yeah, we landed on the moon too easy.
0: They were trying to blow a hole in a dome.
6: What? The the space dome? Trying to? We were trying oh. to get out. <laughs>
5: trying to yeah, get out flat Earth finally.
9: Uh, Kilso on the '70s show said he wanted to be an astronaut because astronauts get all the tang they want.
5: Hell. Those are the remarks <laughs> for today's show. Thank you for leaving them uh, and participating. They are powered by <clears throat> Morris Family Farms and Organic Meats. Let's take our final break here. We'll come back to wrap it up for you. It's the Shannon Burke show on the Florida
0: man radio network. We all make promises big and small tested over time and distance tried by circumstances and
2: decisions. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States
3: of America. I do solemnly swear to bear true faith and allegiance
8: to help you when you're in need
3: to tell the
10: truth.
1: The whole truth and nothing but the truth. To be considerate
2: and caring, courageous and strong. For better, for worse, in sickness and in health. To love and cherish. To be your loving, faithful friend, partner, child, parent. is
0: to support our nation's veterans. Learn how you can help a veteran going through a difficult time by visiting MakeTheConnection.net.
7: Dad, guess what? What?
5: Suppose happy Valentine's Day. I love my wife every day of the year, so we going to do a special
8: mm-hmm. kind of one day here.
5: <laughs> but if you're not with someone uh and you're alone um then and you're looking for someone, there's a relationship expert Jamie bronce in California relationship therapist uh California. Uh they say if you're looking for somebody, be cautious about being with somebody that grew up an only child. Red flags, look for the red flags. They're not feeling prioritized. You're doing all the work in the relationship, putting in all the effort. Uh, these issues with sharing, avoiding conflict, and high expectations uh, can be really negative. Uh, sharing is difficult because only children had less practice of negotiating with a sibling. Some only children uh, may not be used to dealing with sibling conflicts. That could translate into uh, avoiding confrontation. Another an only child is it can be fulfilling their expectations. They grow up being the only priority of their parents' lives. And they expect all the attention. Uh, in a case study done by the doctor, she revealed how a divorced patient of hers realized <clears throat> her only child behavior led to her disor- her divorce. Selfishness, being spoiled, and she she to- admitted she hates being told no, and it's hard for her when she does not get her way. It's a grown woman, by the way.
10: She yeah, says she, she dealt with horrible.
5: Yeah. She, yeah. Uh, an only child is not used to sharing or used to making decisions, <clears throat> taking anyone else into account. So then they become selfish and, uh, you know, but it's it's not in their uh, system or in their personality to be inclusive of other people because they haven't had to their entire lives.
6: Yeah, but they've grown up.
5: Yeah, I guess that sticks around, though. Well, that's it for us today. Say why well, there's all good stuff for tomorrow. Tell you why you should not hover over a public toilet. That's the big stuff tomorrow. We're live at Skips in Daytona Beach tomorrow, the world's largest indoor western city. Come out and say hello. We're back tomorrow, 3 Eastern, 2 Central. Bubba the Love Sponge begins the day on this network um, in his own special way. Very violent man, pilled up like Elvis. And then it's time for the Don Miller Show. You'll laugh your ass off, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Florida Man Radio Network. My name is Shannon Burke. Have a good night.